Wow. Maybe the worst article I've ever read. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 Fear's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is October 2nd, 2020. This is episode 250. And today, Octrumper Surprise. And I don't love LA, but I am your best buddy, Basil. Weird. Okay. I don't I don't get it. My name is Gons. You should not catch you by surprise every time, Gons. <laughs> but you do. No, I've uh, the last few episodes I've been specifically uh, referencing songs about California cities. Yeah, uh, okay. Th- those who have been following the clues know that already. Okay, where where do the clues lead? You'll have to keep following the clues. Okay. Well, my name Not is Not to California is the answer. <laughs> I guess. Uh, welcome to the podcast where we bring you tomorrow's news today from a biblical worldview. We're here. We love Jesus. We love you learning to love ourselves and learning to love our enemies. Oh, Gons, are you sad? Is this something going on? No, it's just, it's, it's just, uh, it's October 2nd and it's already like the craziest October of our entire lives. (laughs) Oh, you sounded so obviously sad. I thought you were doing a bit. No. I thought you had a joke that was coming. No, no jokes. That. No jokes. Just, just being <laughs> me being me, you being you with your wow. rabbit trail of clues, little hints. Man, scavenger hunt. on fire today. <laughs> All right. Well, it is an exciting beginning to October. It only took one day for the October surprise to show up. Yeah. And uh, we'll be talking about that in a second here. But, Gons, do you have any uh, exciting personal news? Anything going on? No, just uh, counting down to Baby World. <laughs> so, <laughs> the countdown to Baby World. It's kind of like a calm before the storm. Although, it kind of related to... Uh, uh, everything going on. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law both came down with the Rona. So really? They're, yeah, they're both in quarantine and all this. Whoa. And yeah, I mean, I I could easily be that uncle, that guy. You know, like <laughs> Try how to many? Talk uh, what kind of PCR corona. test did you get? Was it over thirty spins? Because then, you know, <laughs> I, I can do that. But I didn't. I yeah. just uh, I I basically said that um, you know. You have a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate, so yeah, you're I'm sure good. That helped, yeah. I'm sure that made them feel better. <laughs> yeah. How do they? Uh, how do they lean? Um, they're Are they're they pretty normies. Normies. Yeah, the they're fairly normie. Yeah, they're pretty okay. normie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need you to. I'm not trying to get you to blow up your family spot there. Just curious. no, it's fine. I I mean, you know, they're family, and uh, mm-hmm. they're they're open to. Things, uh, you know, during holidays and stuff, we'll have conversation and I'll bring things up and they're not, you know, shut it down or anything, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they quite jive on the wavelengths that we ride on Basil, but that's okay. That's okay. Sure, sure, sure. We're a, we're a rare breed. (laughs) Even amongst our, our own families. Even amongst our own. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I don't think I have anything exciting going on. So we, we can skip that and get right to the good stuff. Okay. And you know what it is, Guns. It's the Flippy Update. Flippy Update. Do you want fries with that? Okie dokie, folks. If you don't know, Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking about Flippy, the original burger flipping robot, uh, to have a proxy conversation about uh, how robotics and AI are uh, taking over the world. And so today, I'm coming at you with an article from Ars Technica. Dot com and the headline is Toyota's ceiling mounted robot is like GLaDOS for your kitchen. Do you know what GLaDOS is? No. Hopefully well, the article we'll find will tell out. us. Yeah. The article reads, today, home robots mostly consist of little puck-shaped vacuum that can bump around your house picking up debris. I don't like how they're uh, disparaging Roomba this way, okay? He's not just a little puck-shaped vacuum. He's a part of the family. But moving on. But someday, maybe we'll have bigger, more advanced robots that can clean up more than just our floors. Roboticists are still figuring out what these types of robots are supposed to look like, and one wild concept from the Toyota Research Institute is a gantry robot that uh, lives on your ceiling. GLaDOS, Glad yep. OS is from Portal. Portal 2, the game. I think that's ah. Thank it you, It looks chat. slightly like a less evil version of GLaDOS. Rather than move around on the floor, Toyota's gantry robot can, quote, descend from an overhead framework when it's time for some cleaning. The company's idea is that by traveling on the ceiling, the robots avoids the problems of navigating household floor clutter and navigating cramped spaces. Getting a human-sized robot to actually live on the ceiling looks like a complicated and expensive proposition. Toyota's system uses an extremely beefy aluminum extrusion cage that covers the entire ceiling of the test house. The robot lives on a room-width horizontal beam that can move along the cage on the perimeter of the house. We'll call this the Y-axis. And then the robot can move left and right along the beam for the X-axis. The whole setup is basically a giant Cartesian coordinate CNC machine. No one is expected to build this into an existing house, but Toyota's idea is, quote, what if... In the future, we could design homes to accommodate robotic solutions. Dun, dun, dun. When it's time to get some work done, a network of joints lets the robot descend from the ceiling. Toyota is teaching the bot tasks in VR using a valve index where it can learn from examples given by the six-axis controller. The robot seems to have a few different hand styles that can load a dishwasher, pick up clutter, and wipe down objects. It can even wipe down something as fragile as a television without knocking it over or otherwise destroying it. Hmm, I can think of a lot of things more fragile than a television, but moving on. You can watch the robot do its thing at around around 27 minutes in Toyota's unfortunately very bandwidth-intensive 4K 360 video. Wow. 
Um, Toyota did originally build this robot in a traditional stand-up form factor that rolled around the floor, but the space required for things like batteries and computers made the base about as big as a mini-fridge. Many house layouts would not allow a robot that wide to move around, especially in Japan, so Toyota came up with this ceiling-mounted solution. A rolling robot needs to be completely portable and battery-powered so it doesn't wrap your house in wires, but a ceiling robot does not. Since CNC machines only have a set X and Y movement, they can be constantly plugged in and manage wires with a cable chain. This means size and power is uh, not really an issue for a robot since you can offload the bigger components anywhere and just run wires to the main robot. And you can skip the batteries and have an infinite runtime thanks to always being plugged in. Well, that's a nice solution. Um, it does, the big concern I have here, Gons, uh, was in the middle of the article when it says no one is expected to build this into an existing house but toyota's idea is what if what if in the future we could design homes to accommodate robotic solutions so what they're suggesting is that we really build homes for robots that we get to live in also yeah um part of the the influence campaign of the uh skynet world domination robot is uh yeah instead of us building homes for ourselves and sharing them with robots we build the house for the robot and then we just hope not to uh be destroyed in the coming <laughs> apocalypse yeah that, that uh, but there you go it's just especially not good if, if uh if the robot is upset that the house is dirty or something it can clean up oh, yeah. and also eliminate you in the process well, but, and uh, certainly the ceiling mount and it coming down <laughs> out of the ceiling just has an extra terrifying form to it. Is it going to have like parent mode too? pick it up off the floor? <laughs> um, but also yeah, this, mm -hmm. the, the praying mantis thing in particular is kind of creepy because if you uh, if you're familiar with all the different alien extraterrestrial talk that people have mm -hmm. reported over the years and i would argue maybe like demonic presences or demonic manifestations there is like sure. a race of praying mantis types that seem to be uh again just reported by people as being right. a part of their encounters with quote-unquote aliens so don't um, normalize the praying mantis it's almost like they're, they're guiding it's not free they don't care about you yeah <laughs> they're guiding us to build an image to the mantis beast and i thought it was funny that the design it looks like an upside down person like a person hanging from the ceiling mm -hmm. i mean like why it you could have easily not made it look like that I don't know. It just like looks like a Cirque de Soleil uh, person swinging around your kitchen. <laughs> but anyways, there you go. I thought it was uh, very concerning that they're suggesting we build homes uh, for robots and then and we get to live in them. Uh, it's just more robotics uh, redesigning the way humans uh, live instead of just designing the robot to... <laughs> to uh integrate into our lives we need to go the other way around yeah and the uh they have a picture of the actual motor that they like the the what is it the track that they have on mm -hmm. the ceiling it's pretty heavy duty i mean i don't know how they're gonna have that and the ring drone flying around i mean it's gonna be kind of messy it's 
Well, this, see, that's why you're mistaking guns. This isn't a human's house. I, I this get is that. a robot's house. I get that, but if this robot is anything, they don't they don't like dirty, you know? The design, the design is not meshing with Gonza's aesthetic. <laughs> it's very finely tuned aesthetic eyes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. All right. What do you got? I would. Uh, I'm going to save all the quick updates or just shorter version of updates till after the break because I do want to spend a little bit of time on uh, a pandemic special. A pandemic okay. special, which is the, of course, the big story everyone's freaking out about. Uh, Trump tests positive for COVID and uh, Bloomberg here says roiling campaign in White House. Uh, a lot of thoughts and opinions on this already. And I, I immediately thought, cause you know, this, this popped out pretty late last night. Yeah. And I think it was like 10 o'clock or so. Uh, so a couple yeah. things, my, my first initial reaction was that this was Trump just setting everything up for his vaccine because you know he was talking about how he, they're going to have a vaccine ready by oh your mind went straight to vaccines yeah yeah just because yeah. just because he's uh he promised a vaccine uh before the election and you know people are questioning is that even possible blah 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 but also mm-hmm. um uh i thought it was sort of a a brilliant play if you will because this forces and and this is strictly talking within the context of politics it forces trump haters to either mm-hmm. completely expose themselves as really uh in, bad you know, people yeah just like insensitive just generally horrible yeah, people yeah yeah insensitive horrible people which you can see on social media you see a bunch of people already you know you got the bleach memes you got people you know the uh, we we have the hashtag pray for trump because it's trending right now, but you know, people are saying pray for Trump to suffer a lot. And like, yeah, you know, people right. are just being really negative about it. So it exposes people as either being that, or it forces uh, the Democrat liberal left, whatever to say something nice about Trump. And I think part of playing into part of having um, the, the first lady as part of, you know, included in the, in the, you know, coming down with the virus as I think that was strategic as well, but I could be overthinking it. But uh, in general, well, I think it's political theater in a sense to try to make this whole thing uh, and hydroxychloroquine as, uh, chloroquine as well be part of the play. Like, oh, okay, vaccines ready, uh, treatment worked, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, before we go on to some other some other interesting patterns or points yeah there's here. a lot of stuff yeah. to go in there yeah my mind went directly to debates i thought oh great excuse to cancel the debates mm. and you know it could include all of these it's right. probably for all the reasons but i immediately was uh you know because obviously the debates were so wild they were already talking about canceling all of them and this is a great example now they did trump and biden both got tested before the debates mm-hmm and we're both clean. Yeah, that's what's they, weird. Right. And so you have a what a one day window where Two he days, f- yeah. suddenly could test positive. And in that case, that means that Biden and Trump were, you know, whatever. I'm sure they're more than six feet away, but whatever. They were 
in the same room yelling at each other, spreading (laughs) (laughs) disease. So whoever has it uh, could have very easily passed it on to the next person. There's a possibility. Now, I'm just throwing it out there. There's a possibility that Biden will now come down with it because if he was in contact with Trump. It's already public. He tested it and it's negative. Right, but there's false positives all the time. Yeah, but there's po- and false of negatives course, too. <laughs> I know, but Gonzo, Trump had just passed one the day before the debate. Yeah. And then he doesn't pass it the day after. So easily Biden could come down with it, you know, any day, any day, any test. But hold on, just follow me through the theory. I'm not even saying that I have evidence for this, but let's just explore the theory. Okay. Both of them get... Uh, <laughs> both of them get Corona. Both of them are, un- you know, they're incapacitated by election time. Uh-huh. Then you have acting president Pence oh. uh, running against new presidential uh, candidate. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Wow. And that's how you get, you know, your, uh, your woman. Of color, woman of president. Color. Well, you, that's how you get your woman of color versus white man. Ver- yes, versus <laughs> the most <laughs> uh, stereotypical Christian white rich man. Yeah, yeah. So it, those things, and of course, everybody knows I'm speaking from the common parlance of uh, of our society today. Yes. I would not categorize people that way, but that is uh, what the media wants us to do. So I was using their language. I don't know. That's a possibility. I don't think we should. Ru- now, of course it could all be fake in a whole show. And in which case Biden will not get it. But yeah, when I saw the tweet come through, it was like I started scrolling down the comments and I couldn't make it three comments in. I'm like, okay, people are being horrible. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's really And bad. especially with, you know, the, the Democrat stance throughout all this has been Trump is uncivil and uh, no agenda pointed this out, but I thought it was a great point. You know, the whole Democrat stance is Trump is rude. He's a, he's mean, he's uncivil. He makes fun of people. And for the most part through the debates, Biden was the one bullying Trump, calling him a clown, telling him to shut up, all that stuff. Yeah. And Trump didn't, you know, he didn't call him any names. He said uh, he implied that he's not smart, but he didn't say any names. He yeah, didn't yeah. say he didn't, anything rude. He didn't go. And he then, didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't do the red herring. Uh, yeah, just attacking the person. Yeah, he he stuck at least at least when Trump tried to budge in or you know, yeah, yell, the, he was, was making yeah yeah the ad, ad hominem. hominems yeah yeah uh, yeah at least they were points being made and not <laughs> not just calling him a clown sure but well, so uh, there you go yeah. it's the roles have been reversed <laughs> democrats at least on twitter regarding trump and his wife have lost all civility yeah and this isn't it hasn't begun now but it is uh of course highlighted now right but i don't know man keep an eye on biden i think uh biden and trump could both be incapacitated and it'll be the october surprises surprise none of the candidates you thought were running get to run anymore yeah yeah and we of course uh this is just breaking this last hour trump COVID 19 diagnosis leaves president fatigued Rally canceled, and I think he's being taken to a hospital or something. So, 
Um, I saw somebody see. in the chat say a military hospital. I have not seen any uh, stories on that, but I saw somebody say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a couple points to, to bring up, obviously, is uh, that this all announced or the announcement of the whole thing came down 33 days before the election. 33 is the number of completion of the great war. Yeah. So that. Yep. Of How course, convenient. Of course. And it's so interesting because. He, I think he tweeted it out at like one in the morning Eastern time, which is still the first over on the West coast, but the second on the East coast, mm. you know, it's like right in that yeah, in okay. between. Yeah. Nice little detail. Yeah. Good, uh, good catch. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. It, it really does play into like, oh, was it 33 or 34 days or whatever? It's like, yeah, you mm-hmm. can kind of do both. Um, um Another quick point to be made that somebody mentioned in the chat was the 25th Amendment issue. Mm. The one, uh, let me just double check this. I believe this is the one where if the president uh, is found uh, unable to serve, then he's not president anymore yeah. or something similar to that. I, I did see um, historically, who's the one that got polio and kept serving or polio and served later? I don't remember. Come on, we, chat. We did have a president that did that. So Is that yeah. Eisenhower? Uh, I think it was before that even. But I'm going to search polio president. <laughs> the polio president. Um, the other thing that I noticed that was interesting was that this FDR. is- FDR. FDR, was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this happens to be also announced on Sukkot, you know, the, yes. the Hebrew holiday, Sukkot, which means booth or tabernacle. And um, it's uh, is the name of a temporary dwelling in which farmers could live during harvesting, a fact connecting to the agricultural significance of the holidays stressed by the book of Exodus. So um, just something, something interesting. All these. Yeah. Uh, what is the um, what's the whole f- vibe with Sukkot? Isn't that uh, that's a week long, right? It's, we- it's a week long. Yeah. You're not supposed to work for a Hebrew- couple days. Hebrew celebration. Yeah, yeah. So you're not supposed to work for a couple of days. And then, um, yeah, it's from Levit- Leviticus 2340. You shall live in a booth or live in booths seven days. Right. Yeah. Uh, all citizens in Israel shall live in booths in order that future generations may know that I made the Israelite people live in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. Otherwise so, known as the Feast of Booths, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Tabernacles, yeah. booths. Yeah. Same thing or similar thing. But yeah, I, I thought that was weird too. Just keeping an eye on because we know Israel is a uh, very you know Israel has the key to the White House, so <laughs> or I'm sorry, Bibi specifically Netanyahu uh, yeah. has the key to the White House. So just just something to keep in mind there as uh, these uh, it, it's just a very interesting time for Trump to announce it. And uh, so yeah, October surprise, surprise, <laughs> Trump Maybe has COVID. So, no, interesting connection there with Sukkot, because it's the Festival of Shelters, Festival of Feast of Ingathering, mm-hmm. Tabernacles. Yeah, I didn't, oh, there it is, Festival of Booths. And, uh, you know, if you're supposed to stay in your dwelling for the Festival of Dwellings, or the Sukkot, um, maybe that's, a, that's kind of a reference to quarantine. You know, yeah. stay in your yeah, house. It is. It is. You get sick at the beginning. You get to stay in your house throughout all uh, Sukkot. Maybe, maybe that's just a, 
an excuse for him to uh, honor the the festival. Well, <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. You're you're being very generous with that because we do yes, have a couple. I am. We have a couple or maybe stories. it's an occult, esoteric perversion well, of the Lord's feast. Yeah, there's a couple things that I wanted to use news stories. So, so you know, just so we're not just rambling about the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one I'll I'll reference because we're talking about it is. Um, is uh, well it's the idea it's the kind of the q anon idea that uh you know trump has to go into hiding uh, you know a lot of q anon people which seems to have quieted down a little bit uh but you know some of those people are saying like this is it they're they're really they're gonna arrest everybody you know that he mm-hmm. has to go, he has to have an excuse to lock down because uh, you know it'll happen but um uh, okay, hold on. I think I got the wrong article here. Oh, it's the Vice article. I'm sorry. So let me see here. It is. See, you the... have a Snopes pulled up there. I know, I know. It's fun. Okay, so this is a Vice.com. Q and on believers think Trump got COVID on purpose because, of course, they do. Of course, of, of course. Uh, you know, Vice is mean to them. Not that we. Not that we're. <laughs> Vice is mean to everybody. Yeah, not that we're Q people, but I'm just saying. You know, they don't have to be mean. <laughs> and and it's kind of it's kind of a way to lump all conspiracy theorists in with QAnon. They're kind of like a scapegoat for everybody that questions the official narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might think that QAnon followers who believe the coronavirus pandemic is fake might have been a bit upset with their hero, President Donald Trump, when he confirmed he had contracted the virus. But you'd be wrong. Instead, they're giddy because they think Trump is using it as a cover to what else? Arrest Hillary Clinton. Trump confirmed Ooh. he and the first lady had tested positive for COVID-19 hours after it emerged that one of the president's closest aides, Hope Hicks, had also tested positive. QAnon followers believe that the coronavirus is fake. Among the conspiracy theories being spread by QAnon followers is that COVID-19 was made up to deflect attention from the satanic pedophile ring they believe is being operated by Democrats and Hollywood elites. Again, just loaded with misdirection and and you know, just uh, dismissing things that are actually true. Mm -hmm. Another theory posits that Bill Gates created COVID-19 to mask his plan to embed microchips in everyone through a global vaccine program. Like all Mm. QAnon theories, these are completely baseless. I think that that statement is completely baseless, not to defend (laughs) Q, but I'm just saying to say it's baseless is a baseless statement. Anyway, and yet despite their ardent belief that coronavirus is a lie, QAnon believers greet Trump's announcement Friday morning with glee. Of Here course. is how Q, the Q world, is interpreting Trump's announcement. Trump knows COVID is fake, so his admission that he is infected is actually a power move on the deep state. We think mm. COVID is real because they created it as a power move on Trump, which all Whoa. means Hillary Clinton is getting arrested. And I love <laughs> Oh, okay. I, lo- I, lo- I really like this. To get her. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this it? And then it has Trump's tweet. Tonight. Uh, Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. And of course, the, the, the way these QAnon folks are decoding the word together, Basil, to mm-hmm. get her. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Wow. I'm sold. <laughs> You're sold. I'm sold. You're convinced. Wow. Lock her up. Lock her up. Uh, (laughs) QN on Twitter account attempted to suggest that Trump's announcement was all part of the grand plan, pointing to one of the very earliest posts by the pseudonymous Q from 2017. Quote, 
POTUS must isolate himself to prevent negative optics, the post said. And there's a little tweet about that, uh, that post from the Q posts. Multiple mm-hmm. QAnon supporters highlighted what they saw as a hidden message in Trump's own tweet confirming his positive test. The account mm. pointed to the word together, suggesting that Trump really meant was to get her in reference to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, another account said, my hype levels are dangerously high right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Gotta get hype, bro. <laughs> and I like this one, too, because this, uh, I don't know why they blurred out the name of the, of the tweeter, but it, it, you know, they tweeted to get her and then a screenshot of Trump's tweet with the red lines between yeah. to oh, get and her. It down. Oh, they're breaking yeah. it down. This is just complete, you know, deconstruction of the tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, others believe Trump's positive test result is a cover for the beginning of the storm. An event QAnon supporters believe will see Trump rid Washington of the deep state actors who are protecting the global satanic pedophile ring. And you know, it goes on. We don't have to, it's a couple more. Yeah. Sentence. Well, no, one sentence. That's too, uh-huh. uh, they add that Trump could have had COVID because he had taken hydroxychloroquine, a drug which Trump previously boosted and taken, uh, boosted and taken, but which has been widely proven to be ineffective in preventing people from contracting coronavirus. I don't think hydroxychloroquine was said to be preventative, wasn't it? Like, yeah, there was, there was, uh, there were healthcare workers that were taking it as a, pr- oh man, I don't want to use the wrong word. And I think I almost did. Uh, yes. In order to protect again, to get ahead of it. Oh, I thought, I thought the whole thing with hydroxychloroquine was uh, early treatment, but anyway. Yeah. No, some were taking low doses as a preventative. Mm, interesting. So anyway, this is a, I thought that was interesting that they would go straight to this attacking cue, you know, of course. What else? Vice News. What you got to get paid somehow? Right. Well, these stories. yeah. I mean, Q's got to be in the story. You can't. Okay. Yeah. Prophylactic. That's what they're using. Ah, okay. For some reason, I thought that had something to do with birth control, and I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> um. Yeah. Crazy man. You know, it's the irony. Now, of course, I am aware that there may very well be a plan behind it, et cetera, et cetera. But it was just the perfect. 2020 ironic perfect timing thing to happen yeah i mean you you couldn't write it any better it's written like a fiction i know you know with the the timing of rgb and then the timing of this of trump coming down with it i am still thinking they better be checking biden every day because uh, this could be probably the biggest October surprise in human history. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my my whole thesis about this is being a vaccine play on Trump as part of the it, getting it out before the election. Yes. Um, Tell me more. So uh, I think Hannity, right when it was announced, Hannity was on air saying, oh, we got to push the vaccine and blah, blah, blah. But RT also published this pretty pretty immediately creator of russia's sputnik v covid19 vaccine offers to help white house staff after u.s president trump contracts virus and uh it says here (laughs) the developer (laughs) the russians the russians will save us i know this is like perfectly plays into the russia 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 thing oh which by the way i think i have the uh russia 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 Russia, 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 Russia. There we go. Putin gave Trump the virus so the Russians can save him. (laughs) 
The developer of Russia's pioneering COVID-19 vaccine has offered the White House administration an opportunity to be inoculated against the virus after Donald Trump confirmed Thursday he and his wife had contracted the disease. Speaking to Moscow news agency RIA Novosti, Sputnik V creator Alexander Ginsberg advised President Trump's colleagues to get in touch with Moscow to get a hold of some of the vaccine. I think we can help them if they contact the Russian authorities officially, he said. That was a bad Russian accent. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ginsburg's was like like, uh, falling into a, um, what was that guy? Uh, uh, Anyway, who's who's that globalist that talks all the... Uh, George Soros? Yeah, he's one of them. Kissinger. Kissinger, yeah. It was... Yeah, it was falling into a Kissinger. Uh, Ginsburg leads Moscow's Gamalea Institute for Epidemiology and Microbiology, which came up with the vaccine over the spring and summer. It is currently in its third trial phase with 40,000 Muscovite volunteers due to be inoculated. As part of the process, volunteers are told to download a mobile application, Mm-hmm. which they can use to report symptoms and have quick access to medical professionals named Sputnik V or is that five? Maybe it's five. The formula is due to be available to the general public from January, 2021. Uh, but there you go. That's one, that's one uh, thing happening. So if the president is sick with COVID, then a vaccine wouldn't necessarily save him. Uh, yeah. Vaccines are prophylactic, not, uh, you know, it's not a cure. Right. Well, that's what hydrochloroquine is for. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, I, I still think that's a possibility that that whatever it is, he's going to, that's one play that he can say, you know, he's going to get sick or whatever. He's not feeling good. Da da da. And then he's going to have some treatment, some vaccine. And he'll be like, look, I'm, I'm all better. Good as new, ready to go. Right. We're yeah. launching the new age yeah, right well, on schedule, you know, and, and, you know, technically COVID is supposed to be a 14 day disease. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's still got time if he, he can still get better <laughs> <laughs> unless he falls into the 0.05%. Uh, you know, maybe this is his way out, man. There's always been a theory that he never actually really wanted to be president. He kind of mm-hmm. just did it to stick it to Obama for making fun of him. Um, so maybe this is his easy way out, you know, yeah. he'll just kind of disappear, go well, live on a beach somewhere and yeah, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, and I yeah. did, I did have that Snopes article because, and the reason why I have this is because if you run into some normie friends who are like Trump called the virus a hoax and now he got right. the virus. Uh, just like the whole QAnon article was saying that, you know, all Q people think that Trump thinks the virus is a hoax and they all think it's a hoax. And yes, the hoax, the the hoax part of it is, is not like the actual thing itself. Like the, you know, not that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Not that it doesn't exist, but the effects of it, the people that have died from it, all, all the, the surrounding things, especially in the realm of politics. um, And obviously the whole new world order emerging from it. Uh, but I thought mm-hmm. you can send them send them this because, of course, they'll believe Snopes. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> did President Trump refer to the coronavirus as a hoax? This was back in March, and they, of course, they had to uh, the, they had to conclude mixture, and uh, it says that what's true 
February 28th, 2020, during a campaign rally in South Carolina, President Trump likened the Democrats' criticism of his administration's response to the coronavirus outbreak to their efforts to impeach him, saying this is their new hoax. During the speech, he also seemed to downplay the severity of the outbreak, comparing it to the common flu, which, yeah, does seem to kind of match a common flu type of thing. (laughs) What's false, despite creating some confusion with his remarks, Trump did not call the coronavirus itself a hoax. And it gets into more stuff here. But yeah, well, yeah, Snopes said it must be true. Uh, (laughs) But even so, you'll see a ton of people on uh, social media, just, you know, especially like the Trump haters, like, yeah, finally, you know, he said it's a hoax and he's going, it's karma. It's karma because he said it was a hoax. But you can just tell your normie friends who are buying into that narrative that even Snopes can't go there because Trump never actually called it a hoax. Your most trusted (laughs) name in fake news. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. People in the chat are talking, saying that he got 5G'd. Maybe they had a 5G uh, transmitter on under his podium. You know, just activated the virus within. (laughs) Activate the virus. Uh, and then this is my favorite one because, you know, everyone's, uh, again, like I said, if it is a political play, it, it plays right into exposing the Trump haters as being like the most insensitive, you know, inhuman, disgusting people ever. But uh, they have mm-hmm. some help with that because of this story here. Do you want to tackle this? Because it's uh, express.co.uk, your most trusted yeah, source for it. all news. <laughs> <laughs> Express.co.uk article is titled Donald Trump Coronavirus, colon. Did Nostradamus predict Trump would test positive for COVID-19? Oh, good old Nostradamus. Let's see what he had to say. President Donald Trump, 74, has tested positive for coronavirus just two days after clashing with Democrat rival Joe Biden. Eh, Depending on your time zone, it was one day. Uh, It appears the president may have contracted the coronavirus from one of his close aides, Hope Hicks, who tested positive for COVID-19 on Thursday. Online conspiracy theorists have now suggested the dramatic turn of events was foretold nearly 500 years ago by the French mystic Nostradamus. Real quick, I just want to point out some falsehoods and uh, scare... tactics straw man straw man straw man thing here they're saying conspiracy theorists now suggest that uh nostradamus predicted it technically that would be more of like a a prophecy enthusiast or something well it's just easier to not lump them all together i know there are all those crazies in one big Group. Anyways, online conspiracy theorists have now suggested the dramatic turn of events was foretold nearly 500 years ago by French mystic Nostradamus. Michel de Nostradamus, or Nostradamus, was a 16th century apothecary writer and supposed prophet who many have credited with predicting the coronavirus pandemic. At the height of the pandemic's outbreak, thousands of people have shared cryptic passages penned by Nostradamus claiming they have described a future uh, where plague... Wow, they're referring to Nostradamus as a they. Very progressive. (laughs) 
claiming they described a future where plague and disease are rife. Rumors are once again circulating on social media. The French mystic not only predicted the pandemic, but also that Donald Trump would test positive for the virus. One Twitter user said, quote, there was a prophecy of this guy, Nostradamus, that Trump will die this year. IDK, how to explain it exactly, but you get the idea. Really great. <laughs> Good uh, sourcing. Twitter quote, great source, great quote, you complete joke of an outlet. Continuing quote, there's also this curse of Tippecanoe, which you can search it up and it's basically the same. Great. The same person later tweeted, stop quoting this one person. The same tweeter person said, Nostradamus also kind of predicted the coronavirus and some other things. Plus, I mean, Trump is in the age range of mortality. <sighs> Another Twitter user said, just here to remind you that Nostradamus said Trump will die in this year, just saying. And a third person said, God, this is the worst thing you've ever done, Express. Uh, and the third person said, this is something I want to look into. Apparently, Nostradamus predicted the 2020 president would die of a quick and mysterious death. Quote, but speculation that the curse has weakened too. But Trump's natal Gemini NN might say otherwise. Who knows? This article has spun into crazy town. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. But let's continue. Did Nostradamus predict Donald Trump would test positive for COVID-19? There is no concrete evidence to support claims of Nostradamus's mystic powers outside of the vague prophecies he penned in the 16th century. Claims of Nostradamus's powers are drawn from his most famous published work, the 1555 book, Les Prophétiers. In this book, the French mystic penned four-lined poems, or quatrains, with very vague and cryptic messages about the future. And although the passages barely mention any specific dates, many believe they relate to modern-day events. Do, 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 do. One quatrain that is not specifically linked to Donald Trump is claimed to have predicted the pandemic. Century 2 quatrain 6 reads, Near the gates and within two cities there will be two scourges, like... The like of which was never seen, famine with plague, people put out by steel, crying to the great immortal god for relief. Skeptics are, however, not convinced Nostradamus could really see into the future. <laughs> you don't say. According to Brian Dunning, host of the Skeptoid podcast, Nostradamus was a prolific writer of poetry and not much more. He said, quote, Nostradamus writings are exploited in a number of fallacious ways, ambiguous and wrong translations, creative interpretations, hoax writings, fictional accounts, the breaking of non-existent codes within his quadrain all contribute to a vast body of work, all of it wrong. And many times the size of everything Nostradamus ever actually wrote. Wow. Maybe the worst article I've ever wasn't, read, but <laughs> it gets the point across. Wasn't that prophecy, I'm not going to even give it that title, thing that That's Nostradamus even, yeah. wrote, wasn't that the one used for 9-11? I don't remember the one for 9-11. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. The two scourges yeah, the one, and then people mm -hmm. put out by steel. I think people were using yeah. that for 9-11. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't even the correct Nostradamus thing for this. His uh, mentioned like a queen and people were saying queen, crown, corona right. and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, they this is the wrong Nostradamus quote that they put in this article. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's just funny how people have to uh, come up with something to write about some kind of angle. Yeah, who for wrote all this? The- Sebastian Ketley. Yeah. You're canceled, Sebastian. Try harder, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it would not surprise me if Nostradamus uh, had something in there about this. I don't know about the guy. People have been able to make all sorts of connections. I think more interestingly would be the uh, I'm more interested in the Simpsons predictions, Gons. Well, I will say that the Simpsons prediction, uh, apparently this image is not from an actual episode. There's no Ah. source to exactly where it came from, but I think somebody made this after uh, Trump was elected. And so it's not an official Simpsons uh, prediction per se. This is just an... Someone made an image in the style of the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. And... um, and people took it and you know ran with it and everything, and of like course, you do. yeah, yeah, like they do, and and you know a lot of people uh, uh, tweeted about this too. I saw it all over my timeline. This particular Twitter post, bipartisan report, the Simpsons mm-hmm. hasn't been wrong yet. Should have been. It's haven't, <laughs> haven't been. Right? Hashtag Trump has COVID, and it's got that picture. So, I mean, it would be compelling if it was true but unfortunately i don't think that there was an actual episode of trump dying although if somebody else yeah it turns out turns a lot out that a lot of the simpsons uh predictions were you know they were close or they were had similar images but people would go in and photoshop them to make them look more yeah uh similar like the coronavirus one where there was a episode where a virus came from china and wreaked havoc uh there was an image going around that showed on the simpsons the coronavirus specifically being named um turns out that was photoshopped yeah um i am going to look up i'm seeing news here uh breaking news trump being transferred to walter reed yeah medical yeah Yeah, i'm seeing that too do a quick little search on that medical center um, marine one helicopter uh this is what is this nbc news it's been taken to national or walter reed national military medical center friday afternoon in his helicopter as a precautionary measure a senior administration of official confirmed to see or nbc news three people familiar with his condition said trump has a low-grade fever but it was not clear whether trump was going for tests or be admitted the president's mm-hmm. doctor said he was administered an anti. Uh, I saw this too earlier, an antibody cocktail, along with Ooh. vitamins. <laughs> I know, along with vitamins, and is fatigued while Melania Trump has a mild cough and headache. Antibody cocktail isn't that just a vaccine? I, you know, I was I actually had a headline with that phrase before Trump's uh, whole thing. I might have to pull it up again. Um. But yeah, it's I noticed that trending is a very interesting phrase uh, that I think, again, I think it was used prior, but let me see here. Uh, it's going to be hard now because everything, oh, here we go, two days ago, Re- Regeneron's antibody cocktail for coronavirus. All right, let's check this out. Huh. Yeah, this is CNN. Regeneron's antibody cocktail for coronavirus. Er- early data shows promising results. Biotechnology company Regeneron released some early results of tests 
using its antibody cocktail in coronavirus patients Tuesday and said it seemed to reduce levels of the virus and improve symptoms in patients. Again, this was published two what days ago. This is an antibody cocktail. That's crazy. The greatest improvements were seen in patients who hadn't already mounted a natural response to the infection, the company said. The results only involved 275 patients of the 1,000 they have enrolled uh, in this particular trial, but appear, quote, very promising. Dr. Jean Marazzo, the director of the Division of Infectious Diseases at University of Alabama and Birmingham, told CNN. The treatment also showed positive trends to reducing medical visits for the patients, none of whom were sick enough to be hospitalized at the start of the trial. The company said the numbers in this early release of information were small, and the data has not been peer-reviewed yet. Only top-line data was available in a news release from the company. Company spokesperson said the data uh, validates the treatment as a therapeutic substitute for a natural response to the virus. Marazzo said what stood out to her is that the study characterized patients by their immune responses prior to treatment and determined who did and who did not benefit. Quote, what I think is fascinating is that it shows the antibodies really matter and the antibody to the spike protein was really helpful, particularly when people made the antibodies themselves, said Marazzo. Quote, whether it's antibody therapy or vaccine that targets these proteins, it sounds like we're on the right track. I think that's really encouraging. And uh, kind of just goes on here, but it uh, it doesn't really specifically say what an antibody cocktail. Mm, but it sounds like they're separating it from a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, co- a cocktail antibody therapy uses two or more lab-engineered antibodies. Regeneron's cocktail. I like how they say cocktail. It's just like makes it sound so flippant. Yeah, nice little mix, you know. Uh, Regeneron's cocktail includes Gotta a mix it up nice. monoclonal antibody that targets the spike protein the virus uses to drill into healthy cells, and another antibody that targets a different part of the novel coronavirus with two. The hope is, is, come on. Is, uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. The hope is, is to trap and shut down viral replication. Quote, it appears that they've got positive results and that this antibody cocktail doses reduce the amount of time that the patients are sick, especially the patients that weren't able to mount their own antibody responses, Gomerman said. Quote, they're obviously going to have to do much more human experiments and bigger trials to really make sure. And, you know, again, maybe this whole thing is um, part of the vaccine play, too, because if they can figure out the target, and then Trump can say, oh, I'll just stick it in a vaccine and right. Operation Warp Speed. We're going warp speed in this yeah. new age. Well, sounds like the fact of the matter is that there are a lot of theories as to what this whole Trump coronavirus thing could be. And so far, a lot of them are viable. I mean, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. It's too soon. Apparently, he's getting transferred to a hospital. We'll see what happens. Or a secret bunker. Or a beach in Tahiti. We will see <laughs> what happens. Obviously going to be big news for at least a few days until, I don't know, Biden uh, sets all the animals free in the zoo or something. <laughs> and we have something else to talk about. <laughs> uh, Trump is clinically overweight, apparently. At 240 oh, pounds, six foot three inches tall. So That's not, I mean... 
That's not even that bad. <laughs> That's you're, he's fine. Leave the old man away. I think I think you're. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll just leave that there because I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> after after quarantine guns, my standards have changed. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't want to. Six three two thirty. He's fine. <laughs> Were you saying Trump or Biden? Who is that Trump. about? Oh yeah, I would have guessed way more. I would have guessed he's like two eighty. Two eighty. Yeah, bro. No, man. Two two eighty. That's that's two thirty is not even that heavy for somebody who's six three. <laughs> Moving on. Um, you want to hear about some apps? You love apps. Everybody loves apps, Gons. Um, sure. Which app are we doing? Oh, oh. You know, before we do the app, do you want to quickly do the the waxine thing? Sure, you want me to do it? I kind of skimmed through it. I didn't see anything special about it, but if you have... Well, I mean, if, it's just... If uh, you say so. I just... Okay, first let's play the jingle. Walk to you. Walk to I think it's interesting to bring up, especially because, you know, it kind of confirms some of the things that we've been reporting as well. Uh, and uh-huh. just keeping in mind that this came out before Trump announced his whole thing. But the headline here is coronavirus vaccine trial participants report day-long exhaustion, fever, and headaches, but say it's worth it. And people, I don't know. How do you, why, why? How would they know it's worth it? (laughs) They're just assuming that they're immune now. Right. But it's just such a weird thing. And and I just, how is any of it good? High fever, body aches, bad headaches, and exhaustion. Or some of the symptoms five participants in two of the leading coronavirus vaccine trials say they felt. Well, Gans, it's worth it to have day-long exhaustion, fever, and headaches so you know you won't catch a disease that gives you exhaustion, fever, and headaches. Oh, okay. And you can, you can say in your app that you're free. Uh, you have the, vac- <laughs> the vax now so you can walk around and walk into stores. You, yeah. You walk around without a mask and people say, hey, where's your mask? And they can say, I don't need a mask. I got vaxxed, bro. And then bust out their app. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving them the PR for this, for the whole deal. And then they can hold up their app and then there'll be a big, big mark on their forehead. If, yeah, yeah. I mean, if given the choice between wearing a mask and getting a vaccine, I would prefer to wear the mask. Of course, that's, uh, that might be the Slave. actual choice that we're Slave. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Well, of course, I would prefer to not have to do any of it. But if I need a burrito and they won't give me a burrito unless I get the vax or the mask, I will smush that burrito straight through that mask <laughs> and love every second of it. Interesting. OK. All right. Did you want right. to go into the. the no, I, I wanted anymore? to mention it because it's uh, it's just another example where they're just pushing this stuff so hard and. And, and so, I, I mean, I was curious because Trump kept saying, like, we're going to have a vaccine. It's going to be ready to go. You know, it'll be ready before the election. But like all reports not, and these reports aren't like like anti-Trump reports, per se. Like they might say something about Trump, you know, kind of sprinkled in there. But a lot of times it's just yeah. like, eh, we're going too fast and there's a lot of side effects and we, people are getting super sick from these vaccines. Right. And so it's just weird. I don't know if it's like a backhanded gotcha Trump or how you're going to get over this one, Trump. 
But um, well, Trump is not anti-vax. He's I know. pushing the vax. I know. Yeah. I know. That's why it's weird. It's it's like a it's the one topic that seems to uh, have turned off a lot of the the you know the really ardent Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they if if you're like a truther type and, and mm-hmm. a Trump supporter, the vaccine issue certainly divided that whole consensus amongst the people that were in that camp. But um, yeah, the yeah Operation Warp Speed is mentioned here, and uh, I just man. Him getting it just to me, I don't know why, but just my my initial reaction to the whole deal was, oh man, he did this to push out a vaccine, and it may not even be a vaccine that like they're working on like this. It might be more like a, a cocktail vaccine, like the one you know we were talking about a moment ago. Right. Um, Check the label. If it has a Chinese writing on it, <laughs> that's not the vax for you. <laughs> that's your only standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, yeah, all this stuff about uh, how the Chinese citizens are already have a vaccine that they are uh, dispensing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was talk, of course, things have changed since then, but there was talk a couple months ago about, uh, you know, Trump and other people being stoked, like, oh, yeah, China's about to roll out a vaccine. We're all going to be saved. I'm like, mm. okay, <laughs> mm. whatever you say. Interesting. But now, let's move on a little bit here. So we've known about contact tracing. We know about uh, there's been various talk about um, contact tracing apps, et cetera, et cetera. But coming out today, I'm over here on NewYorkPost.com. The article is titled New App Alerts New Yorkers If They're Near Someone with COVID-19. The surveillance state continues. Thank you. There really is an app for everything. Governor Andrew Cuomo on Thursday announced a new smartphone app that can alert residents of New York and four other states if they've come in contact with someone who's tested positive for the coronavirus. Quote, what this app will do is it will tell you if you are within six feet of a person who tested positive. And if you are within six feet of a person who tested positive for 10 minutes, Cuomo during a phone uh, press conference said of the free program called COVID Alert. So this is interesting. Just a quick little thing. It might mention it later in the uh, article, but to get precise enough to determine if you're within six feet of somebody else who has this app, we're talking about near field Bluetooth technology. This is not uh, GPS. This is uh, phones communicating directly with each other, with other phones that are uh, in the vicinity. This is used for a lot of advertising and tracking, all sorts of other stuff. So, But continuing, the app works in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Quote, the way it will work is when a person tests positive, the Department of Health contacts that person, asks that person if they have an iPhone, gives that person a password, that person types in their password for their phone, and then any other phone that comes within six feet of that phone is on the app, said Cuomo. The app is also available for Android phones. Yippee! It costs approximately $700,000 to develop. Man, somebody got a cushy contract there. Sourced from both federal funding and support from the philanthropic organization of former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who has helped bankroll the state's contact tracing program. The governor and his team stressed that privacy is paramount and that no names, location data, and other personally identifying information are involved. 
what a crazy game this is. It has no information on the actual person that you've come in contact with, but it's just like, ding, ding, someone around you <laughs> right now in this Taco Bell has COVID. Can you guess who it is? What was the That's app gonna... that people used to use? Uh, maybe they still use it. Was it, was it Tinder? I don't remember where, where you can like look up people near you and do you like a dating app was it a dating app something well i don't know that's that happens a lot yeah i think tinder has a a uh what is it like a yeah. vicinity Lo- it's it's all thing. location based yeah, yeah. you yeah. can set your little slider or something man they were setting us up for this for so long <laughs> you know the governor and his team stressed that privacy is paramount, and that means no names, location data, or other personally identifying information are involved. Quote, COVID alert New York does not track your location, your movement, or use GPS, said top Cuomo aide Melissa DeRosa. Quote, it does not collect or store any personal information. The app is completely anonymous. Yeah, right. Rather... <laughs> Quote, it uses, oh yeah, Bluetooth technology to sense proximity to another phone with the same app, but not geographic location. Google, Apple, and the Linux Foundation helped develop the app. You know, having the Linux Foundation in there makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, The former two companies had already been lending a high-tech hand in contact tracing in states such as Maryland, Virginia, and Nevada. Quote, I think it's going to not only bring contact tracing to a new level, but give people comfort, said Cuomo of the app. Cuomo, <laughs> you don't know how humans feel, apparently. That, that is the opposite of comfort. If you're walking around and suddenly you get an alert, someone around you has corona. <laughs> Find them. Is this the Cuomo that had the, um, that had the jewelry in the chest area? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. So there's Chris Cuomo, who is a reporter, and there's Andrew Cuomo, and they are brothers. Right. I think it is the mayor who has the, uh, the, the nipple piercings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, he's uh, got a whole different, uh, set of qualifiers for comfort. I don't trust him. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. So, yeah, you know, this is an interesting in the development. Of course, there's been lots of contact tracing apps. This one just seems highly problematic, uh, you know, and they're, they try to skate by with the PR of like, no, don't worry. It doesn't track your GPS or anything like that. Um, but of course, when you dig into the the legal labyrinth that is behind these things, it very well could not be directly sending your GPS location to, uh, you know, the health authorities, but, you know, it may have permissions to allow Facebook to read it or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of ways that they could do it, but I don't even think it's, it's not, not concerning just cause it doesn't have GPS. I mean, I still am stuck in the vision of standing in line at Taco Bell and somebody's alarm little Corona alert goes off and then it turns into a game of mafia in the Taco <laughs> Bell. Jacques people just walking around trying to get out of the zone and then figuring yeah. out who it is. Well, and this even kind of connects with another thing we've been seeing a lot of lately, which is the social stigma around those who do catch coronavirus. Yeah. Um, there's been some articles. I don't have one with me now, but uh, you can Google it if you want. There's, um, 
you know, a new social stigma where if you catch coronavirus, the assumption is that you're an anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, not being safe, don't care about your grandma and want to kill children. That's sort of like the, the <laughs> and you're stereotyping. Die. Yeah. Well, now and then you look at the the programming aspect of Trump getting COVID and Biden not is, yeah, of course, Trump gets COVID. He's a bad person. Right. And only bad people get COVID. See, if Trump has COVID, that means if you have COVID, you're bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's going to go even further to create. I mean, it has a real potential to create violence. Um, and so I just thought that that was worth a mention. Uh, while we are all trying to track and uh, be aware of the programming that is happening to us, often without our own uh, permission or knowledge, um, I think you got to be careful. Yeah. You know, people who catch COVID are not bad people. Yeah. Not well, that anybody here would think that. It's mostly normies who uh who right. are on that train. And speaking of like uh, or con not just contact tracing but people in the vicinity uh yeah. it says here this is cnn.com Notre Dame president tests positive for COVID-19 nearly a week after attending SCOTUS announcement uh, announcement with no mask. I saw this trending too on on the Twitters of people, you know, shaking hands, saying hello. And just people like, this is why you get COVID. Look at these people. They're all just getting COVID. Right. So like anytime, it's just so ridiculous that we live in this world now where like you see footage of people shaking hands and it's like, oh, those, those <laughs> sick people. Yeah. It's always a thrill. You always get, so there's been a couple times that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll meet somebody, usually, uh, um, an older man. Um, I meet them and they go straight for the handshake and it's like, I'll get butterflies like, Oh, I actually get to shake a hand. We're okay with this. We get to be real human beings. Have you had, I've had situations where, you know, I say hello to someone and they, and they bust out the elbow. They bring the elbow forward and it's like, Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's normalized. Is it? Pounding. It's pound still it weird. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I still elbows. Weird. I get elbows all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. I do want to mention while we're on the fun topic of this contact tracing in my uh, fun Taco Bell example, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was thinking of it and I'm now seeing people in the chat trying to figure it out. Uh, the name of the uh, RIP Epstein, AKA Lil Mossad says, what's the indie game that's becoming a meme? It's called Among Us. Mm. Um, it's a, a, it's an iPhone game been around for a couple of years, but recently gotten really popular with the kids. And, uh, basically you're a bunch of little, uh, astronauts and you're on a spaceship and one of you is an imposter who is, uh, sort of, uh, running around either <laughs> killing people or breaking the spaceship and everybody else has to run around, and try to fix it. Um, I've been playing it. It's pretty fun, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like that game among us. One of you in this small space is, uh, needs to be launched out the airlock. And that's what this COVID tracing thing is going to do. Maybe I should put together a canary cry, uh, among us club. I started playing. It's a pretty fun game. I am curious. Um, what, uh, what test Trump took? Has anybody reported or seen any reports of what kind of test? Trump took to actually get the verification? That's a good question. He's getting the rapid test, the rapid results test, 
which I believe is not the PCR test, or is the PCR the rapid one? Uh, No, I thought the PCR takes a little longer, but this is a Washington Post, Trump administration's new rapid coronavirus tests plagued by confusion and a lack of planning. This was published on September 29th, so again, a few days ago. Um, Mm -hmm. It says here, the new rapid coronavirus test uh, Trump heralded the new new test on Monday as game changers, fast, cheap, and easy to use. But his administration's deployment of the new tests to nursing homes has been plagued by cor- poor communication, false results, and frustrating lack of planning, state leaders say. So, you know, again, man, the whole thing, and there's a picture of a Admiral Brett Grior with a just a swab in his nose. Just not the most flattering mm-hmm. uh, thing there. But if they did use like a, I'm I'm, they have to report what kind of test they use because first off they found out in a couple hours, right? So it had to have been the rapid test. And if there's any kind of, uh, uh, you know, a possibility of a false test, I mean, man, it just, I keep going back to this whole thing seems like political theater. Yeah. Like, I really don't know if well, he really has it or not. It doesn't even matter at this point. It's like, yeah, what's well, the play? that's the point. That is the yeah, point. The, is point. the point is it doesn't actually matter if he has it or not, because yeah. <laughs> whatever the plan is, it's moving on without our permission, Gonzo. I know. And the thing to think about, too, is uh, remember what happened to Boris? Didn't Boris Johnson get it a few week, a few yeah. months ago after he yeah. got the virus? Do you remember how uh, the UK got just ridiculous with more lockdown, second, you know, second wave? And now Boris is out yeah, there like, we're going to yeah, completely changed his tune. And he was like, oh, we're going to save the world with the UN. And just like, what? Boris what, what Johnson Boris? Has, been, has been breaking out the uh, build back better. Slogan. Oh, he, he's been. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, he's been turned. It's like uh, as soon as you get the virus, it's almost like you're being called into the <laughs> Illuminati <laughs> floor. It's a virus that, yeah, makes you, uh, <laughs> turns you into a globalist. Yeah. Okay, Gons, I'm looking at the time. I think we should take a quick break. You think so? I think so. Okay. All right. Here we go. Where is it? Here it is. It's break time. Come on. Take a break. (laughs) Yeah, I did kind of throw that curveball quick, but you did good, Gonzo. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick little break here, but don't go anywhere. After the break, we're going to be talking about a $23 million toilet in space. Uh, JP Morgan's (laughs) running into some trouble there. (laughs) Got some cryptocurrency news, some Amazon uh, beast system news, and uh, some some more beast system stuff. It's it's an exciting second half of show, so don't go anywhere. But before uh, we get to that, we want to take a quick break. Thank some of our new Twitch followers. Thank uh, some producers, etc., etc. So, you want to start out with some Twitch followers, Gons? Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> short list today. Good. Very short list. So, I want to thank Random Man eight eight eight. Rando. Thank you very much, Random Man. Then we have Meat Allergic. Meat Allergic. Oh, maybe from yeah. the the, then, the amoeba that makes you allergic to from meat? the tick or the tick. Was it the, the tick? tick. Okay. Yeah. It was the tick in Texas. Watch out. Um, and then lastly, we got Spider Monkey 77. All right. 
Thank you very much to all of our Twitch followers. Remember, if you're watching over on YouTube or anywhere else, it's a good idea to follow us on multiple platforms. Twitch.tv slash CanaryCryRadio is a good one. Turn on notifications um, just because, especially if you're on YouTube, uh, it's a very slim chance you're going to get notifications when we get live. And we just want to make sure you catch the show. So uh, follow us all over the place. But Twitch.tv slash CanaryCryRadio is a good one next i want to uh thank some producers gons and for those of you who are new to the show let me let you know we are on the value for value model what does that mean well you know you might be used to listening to podcasts or watching live streams and uh they do a lot of ad reads like joe rogan is like 10 minutes of ad reads at the beginning of the show it's become commonplace and people uh people actually get a little too excited that they got an advertiser but that's okay you know there's lots of different ways to uh make a piece of media work online but for us we just can't bring ourselves to do it advertising one of the biggest scourges of uh, human existence in our time if you saw the social dilemma or keep track of anything going online you know that when you get an advertisement it's just not an innocent advertisement it is the conglomeration of a digital version of you that uh, that is projected from every every second you spend online is recorded and made into a digital version of you that then gets exploited for advertising purposes uh moving forward the apocalyptic machine of economic progress uh by those looking to turn you dear listener into a commodity and advertising it incentivizes uh creators like gans and myself to consider our listeners and viewers as uh, commodities or cattle to be loaded up, counted and sold to the highest bidder. And we just can't bring ourselves to do that. So instead, we are on the value for value model, which is, believe it or not, probably the most humane way to make uh, media online right now. What does that mean? Well, we create the show, we put it out consistently, and we do a pretty good job. And if you get any value out of the show, whether it be, uh, you know, entertainment or education or uh, friendship, whatever it may be, uh, if it helps enlighten your path through this world, navigating the falsehoods and the nonsense you get the opportunity to put some value back into the show. Simple as that. And, uh, you know, some people, uh, you know, might give five bucks. It's worth five bucks. Some people, it's worth 50 bucks and they give 50 bucks. You know, that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, And we understand that times are tight. Things are tough. So we totally understand if you need to uh, wait uh, to put value back into the system. But, I am going to read to you, Gons, a list of people who decided that the show was worth supporting. They are taking responsibility for their own media consumption, and they don't want to be left to the wolves of mainstream uh, media. So here we go. The best way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, over there, you can sign up at many different levels. And here we go. I want to thank our first producer, Mike. 
who upgraded his current support. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, Mike. It's hard enough to get new people to support. It's even like harder Mike. to get uh, people to upgrade. That's right. Be like Mike. Next, we have producer Josiah. Thank you very much, Josiah. Came in uh, first person in October to support. So thank you very much, Josiah and Mike. Next, we have uh, patreon.com slash canarycryradio. Uh, that's patreon.com slash canary cry radio. We have producer Christine. Thank you, producer Christine. Thank you, Christine. Very generous. Yeah, you're the best. I think that was an upgrade, if I remember correctly. Um, but either way, thank you so much, Christine, for becoming a producer. Next, we have producer Big Axe. 007. That's right, Big Axe 007. And he came in, he's in. Uh, he's a 33 producer. Came All in right. at the, the 33 level. Thank you very much, Big Axe. Now, here's the thing. If you don't like Patreon, that's okay. There's a lot of reasons not to like Patreon. So, in uh, as an alternative, you have canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is your place for non-Patreon support of the show. We've got PayPal options. You can uh, join up for a monthly producership. Or if commitment's not your thing, you can make a one-time producership in any amount. There's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of fun other ways to support over there. Uh, Gons, who do we have coming in on PayPal? We have a, a good handful of people, actually. It's a, it was a big right. day, so we really appreciate all the producers out there. And you Yeah, know, it was a nice uh, episode 250 bump. Yes, and uh, we sent out an email to the email list that we have uh, for anybody who wants to understand what it means to become a producer of the show. And we call we call you producers because you know because people have asked, like, it's just giving money. Why are people that give money producers? And it's, it's really... If you look at uh, Holly Weird, you know, Hollywood down there where they do all the craziness, there's a lot of roles that producers play. One of them is the financial support. And uh, so, yeah, if you're giving financially, then you are producing the show. It really is. Yeah, it's the real world, baby. We're not being cute. If you pay for a show to be created, you're a producer of the show. That's yep. just how it works. And you can put it on your resume. Yep. For those people who support or who are producers today, you can put uh, Canary Cry News Talk episode 250 producer and feel free to give our email. Uh, we will vouch for you for yep. sure. You can use us as reference. Um, okay. So a uh, list of people here through the PayPal. First, we have Eli coming in. Eli. Thank, Thank you, you, producer Eli. Eli. And we also have Matt coming in. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. For your support. Matt had a fun support uh, thing. He had a little note. Um, and he uh, he is producing with $4.20, $4.20. He said, if we can make 33 cool again, why not try to make 420 cool? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if it catches on, Matt. We'll see, uh, yeah. We'll see. A little harder. You know, Hitler's birthday, you know, not, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not tough. too, <laughs> um, but I, I like the, I like the, uh, the, the producer the you know, creativity. Input. Yeah. The input coming yeah. in from a producer. Um, uh, and then I'd like to, uh, also thank Sergey. Thank you, Sergey. You get the triple bell there, Sergey, because, uh, Sergey came in with three separate 
support amounts. It was at yeah. $3.33 and then a $7.50 for the, yeah, the Trump tax yeah, Trump producer tax and a $7.77. We get that a lot too, by the way. We get the 777 quite a bit. Yeah, that's a good uh, We one. don't always mention it, but thank you for that. And uh, next up, Eli. Thank you, Eli. Um, You're going out of order here. You mentioned Eli twice. That's okay, though. I did? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, Eli. There you go. Eli. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eli gets, gets a thing. And... Um, all right, so here, okay, let's get all the 33s out of the way. $33, again, not something we asked for, but people have decided that this is a thing. Organic first off, movement. Yeah, organic movement to take back 33. Uh, first off, Ciara. Thank you, Ciara. Thank you, Ciara. Producer Ciara. $33. And thank you, David. $33.33. Producer David. Doubling up. And we also have... Uh, Let's see, Julie. Thank you, Julie, coming in. Thank you, Julie, very much. And producer Julie, Bush Protector. Thank you, Bush Protector. Thank once you, again, Bush Protector. And this is the Trump, another Trump tax. Yeah, he did the the big Trump tax, seventy five dollars. Yeah. Thank you, Bush. Thank you, Bush Protector, and uh, Eli. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Eli. It's your lucky day. The Book of Eli. Uh, yeah. All right. Other ways you can support the show, you can uh, support us with cryptocurrencies, crypt, uh, canarycryradio.com slash crypto to learn all about that. You can send us jingles and uh, we didn't get any jingles today, but we did get some art. One art. Okay. <laughs> art time. Art time. Uh, we always appreciate again, uh, whether it's by your treasure or your talents, we appreciate the producership first. Uh, we, I wanted to share some of these are there, I guess they're close enough to show stuff. I don't think that they were necessarily made for the show, but, uh, I'll make an exception here today just because, um, we sent out the mass email and hopefully people will start listening to the show that were on the email list and perhaps, you know, doesn't listen to every show, okay. but we have uh lick, I don't know how to pronounce this L E K three C T Mineralink. And this is a uh, kind of like you know the menorah, I think, but the, the Neuralink, Man Neuralink. Yeah, I was kind of trying to figure this out. I don't know if I fully understand it. I love the art, though. I wonder if this is a Sukkot related thing. Perhaps, perhaps that looks uh, like a little booth. Yes. So there's a there's a man in a robe, and he's asking, "We would like to upgrade our link." And then a, another man who I I think That's is Elon. Elon Musk. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Elon is saying just. Step behind the veil Ooh. with uh, a three eye smiley face. And uh, yep, there's like a veil. And then I think that's a, what is that? A sheep or a pig? Looks, Looks like some a sheep sort of pig. thing. I think it's a pig. I think it's real. It's a Elon pig. It's okay. Gertrude. Ah, it's Gertrude. Yes. Yes. So, so they're then, trying to upgrade their Neuralink yeah. uh, for maybe the Feast of Sukkot. <laughs> Maneuralink. Manure link. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very, very. This is a deep thinker we it have is. here. Yep. Many layers. Very meta. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, L E K three C T. Thank you for that. We also have um, this one was from Mark. This is a Trump black hole news reference. Uh, this was more specific to the show, but on the left you have uh, 
Trump <laughs> <laughs> saying there is no big, beautiful black hole at the center of the earth. That is fake news. And then on the <laughs> right, the MSM news, breaking news. Trump denies scientific facts again. Yes. And uh, there's and a news reporter referring to the uh, the fake news about 13 scientists saying that there was uh, a black hole at the center of the earth. Right. Uh, that was a story we did on last episode. Yes. So very good. Very good. Yeah. Loving it. Good reference to the show. Who is this? Mike? This is from Mark. Mark. Thank you, yes. Mark. Thank you, Mark. Uh, again, show related. We always love the show related, uh, uh, you know, images and jingles and everything else. Uh, next, we have uh, Vivian, who came in. She sent a painting that she did, and okay. it's CERN. Go oh, ahead. yeah, this was cool. No, let's talk about this, and then I have a comment to make. Okay, yeah, so this is a, the Large Hadron Collider CERN. It looks like there's some kind of robot entity sort of in between the two. Yeah, this is very cool. Yeah, I think this is like a, a legit painting. This is, you know something yeah. you can hang on the wall. And, uh, and then you have, um, what looks like angels and, uh, someone on the ground. Yeah. It's like a reference to some, uh, Renaissance art type art when, uh, and like an angel would appear and people would be all right. afraid, you know, it's some old timey people in robes. Um, and this big robot figure coming out of CERN, they're sort of either afraid or praising it or something like that. Yeah. Very, uh, very nice piece. I yeah, like it. It's a very good piece. What was, what were you going to say? Okay. The comment I wanted to say is, uh, there's for those who are watching live versus those who listen to the podcast. Okay. Uh, Basil's true love said, I love that Basil always mansplains. And I do when it comes to the art, cause you got to remember there's thousands of people who are just listening to the podcast right. <laughs> and they're not looking at the art. So yeah. yes, part of what we must do is explain the art in an adequate way where podcast listeners aren't just uh, left out from the art experience. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. We have to, we have to paint, we have to repaint it for the mind <laughs> for people listening. Yes. Okay. So not to be outdone by the CERN painting, Yvonne came in with CERN demons. And this is a little more fun. It's uh, it's the CERN, you know, like the, like the spiral CERN, uh, circular collider. Yeah. The, view the photo of yeah. the inside of CERN. Right. And then it's got a whole bunch of, demons coming out of it but they're all like cute demons they're yeah like they're like cute the disney, rona demons the disney demons <laughs> the disney demons and, and there's uh, some coronavirus uh angry coronavirus particles coming out too yeah yeah black so demons, thanks red CERN. Demons. <laughs> thanks cern it's the cern virus oh wouldn't that be fantastic if trump was like it's the cern virus like what <laughs> what are you talking about and then all of us that listen would be like yay he said it I want to thank future ex Mrs. Mecca Basil who said Mecca explain it. Guys. That's what I'm doing. I'm Mecca explaining the arts. So the mech can understand it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, last but not least, Allie, this is Rosewater 2020. Clearly oh my gosh. better than uh, what was it? I, oh, man. Sorry, I lost the uh, full better title. Better than the other options. Better than the this, other options, yes. I was so happy to see this come through. And uh, for those who are not seeing it, it's a, uh, on the left, we've got Donald Trump. And again, Ali has not just fantastically drawn Trump, 
but really captured the spirit of Trump in this <laughs> image. Uh, I went through a process of, I looked at Trump on the left. I went, wow, that is so funny. That's good. He's even got a little C on his jacket. Um, and, you know, for coronavirus, because you never know. Then there's me in the middle. And I got my big fake beard on, my backwards hat, my sunglasses. She's getting pretty good at, uh, I'm a little worried now. She might blow up my spot, but she's doing a great job at uh, depicting me in drawings. Very good. Keep it up. Um, and then on the far left, which is really the punchline of the whole thing, in the far there's right. Joe, what did I, yeah, far right, Joe Biden trying so hard to put on a mask and it's like covering his whole face. <laughs> oh, it's just, Allie, Gasoline and Bonds in the chat, youngest known producer of Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, this was really a masterpiece. I appreciate that. Very well I, done. I am among the candidates, Rosewater 2020. Yeah, if people didn't know who you were, you know, who this was in the middle, they might think this is Vermin Supreme, who does walk around with a huge beard, although you yeah. know, he doesn't have a shoe on his head. So Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at some people in the chat uh, think I look like a proud boy there. Oh, no. Stand down, stand back. Stand down. ZZ Top. Yeah, got some yeah, real ZZ, ZZ Top, top vibes. Yeah. There you go. Thank you very much, Allie. Gasoline Bonds in the chat. Make sure to think, thank your artists and your producers today, folks, in the chat there. Um, Allie, again, and all of our artists. Thank you very much for the, the magnificent masterpieces. Yes, thank you for all the producerships. And um, just a oh, yes. We forgot to snail mention, mail. yeah, snail mail. We need a snail mail jingle. Anybody out there? Yeah. Uh, the first one that I wanted to read, I have it here. It says, Basil and Gons, thank you for your show, Canary Cry News Talk Radio Podcast. I listen on iHeartRadio. I didn't even know we were on that. I, I, we're everywhere. Uh, you make my day happy. Signed, Dooley's Mom. Thank you, mm. Dooley's mom. And yeah, she came in with a uh, Trump tax donation. That's right. $75. $75. So thank you thank for that. Thank you very Appreciate much, Dooley's mom. We will producer you. Dooley's mom. Yep, producer Dooley's mom. And also, uh, we got another snail mail gift from Old Two Box. And uh, Old Two Box came in before, uh, but this time uh, it was another large amount. Very, very yeah. generous. Uh, Old you Tabox, so much. you are you're a knight. You're you're gonna be knighted. Uh, we sent an email to you asking for your knight name. We haven't received it yet, so we won't do the whole ceremony on this episode. But do get back to us so we can properly knight you. Yes, uh, it's about time yeah. we, we knight somebody into the uh, Canary Cry Round Table of yeah. Knights and Dames. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I don't know how much I can read of this note. It's, yeah, uh, I don't know if they don't. I'm, it's a little. You got to be careful. We don't want to give anything away. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, I will say that he included a paper rocket inside, Ooh. and uh, yeah, although he had to bend it to make it fit into the envelope. Um, <laughs> but it says, uh, yeah, there. Yeah, it says that he included that, and and so yes, it just I don't know what else. We'll to get say. in contact with you, old two box. We'll we'll get your knighting information. Very generous. Thank you so much. Oh, I, and uh, yeah, I, I just want to mention this because they said that they or he old two box said that he asked 
the prey deucers to pray for rain where he is. Oh yeah. And it this came, was awesome. And it came only hours later. So thanks Canarians. Woo. Woo woo woo. Yeah. And uh, just to plug them too, canary prayer at yes. gmail.com is uh, the canary cry prayer team. And if you have any prayers uh, from small to large to uh, praying for rain, apparently that was a prayer request and it, it came, it happened. Yeah. Is, God is good. So yes, we are a very active part of the canary cry family, canary prayer at gmail.com. Uh, send your prayer requests or get connected with them in whatever way you want. All right. So thank you. Old two box. You will be knighted. Thank as you, soon Old Two Box. Find out all your uh, your info there for for knighting, and yep. uh, also thank you to that night wind your continued uh, producership and giving us the timestamps for everything. We really appreciate that. What else are we? Uh, hmm. Are we doing this I one? I think here? it's. I think we're done. No. Are you doing? Yet. Are you doing reviews or are you doing that? later oh i am doing reviews yeah i think i think we should do it right now this is great good timing okay so uh another great way to help out the show is leaving ratings and reviews to to do that uh just google search or bing or whatever you do duck duck go search canary cry news talk apple podcasts and then uh press leave a review leave a review there and it really helps us out. It's one of those weird things about what we do is that we have no control over um, the algorithms really on iTunes. It's really all about people who leave ratings and reviews. We can't do anything except for uh, encourage you to do that. A, it because Gons and I read them all and we love them and it makes us feel good. <laughs> Secondly, it's uh, it directly affects the algorithms on iTunes and other podcatchers uh, to share the show with people who have not heard about it before. So I'm going to go down the line here. First of all, I want to thank For the Remnants. And the subject line is, if you love me, guard my commandments. Five Star Review says, what started off as a humble attempt to parse through current events through the lens of biblical prophecy, Canary Cry News Talk has grown into so much more. Join Basil and Gons as they take you on a walk down an aisle that doesn't exist. In that they assist their audience in taking a step back from the left-right paradigm and show the world for what it really is. Lest we forget, quote, take heed that no man deceive you was a commandment. Not some political suggestion. Put on the full armor of Yahweh and join us as we do battle against the principality and power of the airwaves. Who knows? Maybe if you stick around long enough, you can learn how to not accidentally marry a Nephilim. <laughs> Thank you for the remnants. Very good review. Next, we have another five star from Olson Cowboy Joel. Great show. I love listening to the show. There we go. Short and sweet. Thank you, Olson Cowboy Thank Joel. You. Next, we have Deadpool Wilson. Would give a hundred stars if I could. You guys are hands down the best podcast out there. Your presentation is flawless. Well, that's very kind. Um, <laughs> very generous there. <laughs> very generous guy here. Thank you. I know every episode I get the truth, and that's what a lot of podcasters lack. Keep up the great work, longtime listener. Sincerely, Clinton. Oh, Clinton killed Epstein from Leechburg, Pennsylvania. Thank you very Bye. much, Deadpool Wilson. Next, we have Damali Wally. Cool podcast. Five stars. I had always said I was going to write a review, but never got around to it. 
I like the chemistry you guys have and the fact that your perspectives all point to God because that's what it is all about at the end of the day. It's hard to find a podcast where people are concerned with scripture and looking through events in the world through a biblical perspective. Been a longtime fan and definitely love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank right. you, Damali Wali. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, just a couple more short ones here. I kind of got lost in the fray. I might repeat one from last time, but it's fun anyways. Cheeky Cheebs, five stars, sweet doggy dog. These dogs are the real deal. Woo-wee, listen in for a sweet doggy dog ride. Thank you very much, Cheeky Cheebs. Then we have iFaith1215, five stars, the best. Best podcast, period. Do you even canary cry? If you don't, you oughta. Thank you very much, iFaith1215. So there we go. I love, I love review day. I will be reading reviews again next Friday. So if you have not left a rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcasts for Canary Cry News Talk, please go and do that, and uh, you'll be on the show next Friday. Okay, you know, that's I, all I got, Gons. That's all you got. I'm going to do this because I saw it come in, and um, because it's the end of the week, I I, I just want to include it because uh, I'll forget for Monday. Okay. But on PayPal, we had Andrea come in with uh, a producership. So thank you, Andrea. You came in during the show, and oh. you know, we usually don't uh, do we, – we try to hold off on it, but you know, might as well. I, I saw you in okay. there. So thank you, Andrea. A new, we see you. Yeah, we see you, and uh, it's a new uh, monthly payment, so thank you. We appreciate that. Wonderful. And all the, the people who are subscribed to uh, you know, multiple or just a, you know, not just a one-time Yeah, on monthly multiple. donations. Yeah, yeah, monthly donations. We really appreciate that. We don't give you guys enough credit uh, because you know it's monthly, and we don't want to make the, the segment longer than it has to be, but we see you. We thank you. We really appreciate it. Yep. Yep, there you Okey go. Okie dokie. Let's wake up. Let's wake up. Oh, got a clicky clicky. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. Okay, <sighs> I'm going to start us off here, Gons, at fox5sandiego.com. Mm. And the article is titled, do you have a jingle for this one? Um, well, the whole, the whole set of things that we're going to talk about is all money related, so I'll just set it up here. <laughs> Okay, NASA's new $23 million titanium space toilet ready to blast off for testing. <laughs> That's right, Guns. Ready NASA's to blast first, off. Ready I'm to sure blast off. sure this guy off. was really excited to... Oh, he's so pumped. NASA's yeah. first new space potty in decades. Oh my gosh, they've been using decades old space bodies. A $23 million titanium toilet better suited for women. Oh, is getting a not so dry run at the oh nice International Space Station before eventually flying to the moon. It's packed inside a cargo ship set to blast off late Thursday from Wallops Island, Virginia. Barely 100 pounds and just 28 inches tall, it's roughly half as big as the two Russian-built toilets. Oh, Russian-built toilet, bigger than American toilet. 
at the space station is more camper size to fit into the NASA Orion capsule uh, that will carry astronauts to the moon in a few years. Station residents will test it out for a few months. If the shakedown goes well, the toilet will be open for regular business. With SpaceX now launching astronauts to the space station and Boeing less than a year from sending up its first crew, more toilets are needed. The new one will... That You know what? That's a good point. There's only a couple toilets in all of outer space. <laughs> wow. If there is an outer space. I know. Maybe, maybe it's just a couple <laughs> toilets on the, fir- the firmament station. Yeah, touche. The new one will be in its own stall alongside the old one on the U.S. side of the outpost. Oh, yeah. American USA. <laughs> number one. We get the cool new $23 million toilet. <laughs> Um, The old toilets cater more towards men. To better accommodate women, NASA tilted the seat on the new toilet and made it taller. The new shape should help astronauts position themselves better for number two, said Johnson Space Center's Melissa McKinley, the project manager. Wow. God bless you, Melissa McKinley. Uh, Quote, cleaning up a mess is a big deal. We don't want any misses or escapes. What do you mean escapes? Is this like the like assuming there's a zero gravity station up there? Is this yeah. uh, this has got to be like an issue, right? Yeah, that we just don't hear about, you know. Yeah, not it's, enough. Uh, not, not enough. Again. Not enough. Let's just say everything floats in weightlessness. As for number one, the funnels have also been redesigned. Women can use the elongated and scooped out funnels to urinate while sitting on the commode. To poop at the same time, McKinley said. They, they, sp- they put so much energy into not saying poop this entire know, article. And then they just, they just gave up. They dodged and weaved it so many times. And then they finally said it. Okay. Until now, it's been one or the other for female astronauts, she noted. Like earlier space commodes, air suction rather than water and gravity removes the waste. Urine collected by the new toilet will be routed into NASA's longstanding recycling system. Uh-oh, to produce water for drinking and cooking wow titanium and other tough alloys were chosen for the new toilet to withstand all the acid in the urine pre-treatment going to the bathroom in space may sound simple but sometimes the simple things become very difficult without gravity said nasa astronaut mike hopkins commander of the second spacex crew due to launch october 31st from Kennedy Space Center. Oh, that's fun. We'll have to tune in for that. While the old design is... What if this entire article <laughs> was oh, just... Article. No, just this entire article was actually a paid-for sponsorship to tell people about the SpaceX launch. Oh, it could they, be. Yeah. It probably is. It's the yeah. only thing that makes sense. While the old design isn't that hard to use, subtle design changes make all the difference for women, noted NASA astronaut Shannon Walker, a former space station resident who's also on the next SpaceX crew. Quote, trust me, I've I've got going to the bathroom in space down because that is vital, vital thing to know how to do. No kidding. She told the Associated Press earlier this week. Hmm. 
Okay, almost done. The typical space station population will go from six to seven with the next SpaceX flight and even more when non-professionals like tourists start showing up as early as next year. Astronauts normally stay six months. The last time NASA ordered up a new toilet was in the early 1990s to accommodate two-week space shuttle missions. The agency contracted with Collins Aerospace to provide the latest model. The company also worked on the shuttle potties. Also in the 8,000-pound ship aboard Northrop Grumman's Cygnus capsule air tanks to make up for a slight space station leak. Oh gosh, radish seeds for greenhouse growing and a cinematic 360-degree VR camera for you are there spacewalk shots. Perhaps the most unique payload, SD Lauder's newest wrinkle serum. The cosmetics <laughs> company is paying $128,000 for an out-of-this-world photo shoot part of nasa's push to open the final frontier to marketing industry and tourism no nasa has uh, succumbed to the the wiles of the advertising industry oh like they haven't been part of the propaganda machinery <laughs> for since its inception touche don't count on perfumed aromas though the counter to counter bathroom odors. Okay, very clever. The serum is fragrance-free, and the 10 bottles will remain sealed until return to Earth in early, early next year. Maybe this was a paid advertisement for this Estee Lauder cream. <laughs> yeah, well, probably I think both. that's what it was. Probably yeah. both. Um, yes, they brought in a bunch of money with this article. All right. Uh, my whole thing is, you know, we have a... Uh, an economy that the true economy, not not the stock market, but like the economy that's sort of falling apart right now. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is spend twenty three million dollars on a titanium space toilet. <laughs> I know that is a ridiculous just sum of money. Priorities. That's tax taxpayer dollars. I know the priorities are just completely out of whack. I mean, $23 million. You could have brought uh, a bunch of people out of homelessness for uh, that amount. Yeah, you, yeah. Think of how many people could actually go to the restroom on earth, you know, cleanly. Um, but we're, yeah, that could buy a lot of porta potties. Yeah. You can uh, save San Francisco from, having a, a feces problem in their streets. I know. And the other thing too is, and this is just more evidence that regardless of whatever's up there, we're not supposed to be up there. We're terra firma creatures. <laughs> Cause if you're going, if you're, if you're going, you know, one or two and you got to have some kind of gravity suction device, a $23 million device <laughs> to like not have it go everywhere. Yeah. Maybe we're not supposed to be there. All Dental being, in the chat makes a good point. They said subtle changes to yeah, the original yeah, subtle design. Changes. Subtle changes cost $23 million. They said the, a slight angle to the seat and <laughs> I don't know, something else. Yeah. They couldn't vacuum. They couldn't spend like a few dollars on like a, you know, like a potty clip thing, you know, just with the, the kind of thing they use for the kids, a little extra seat. I have no, I, the only reference I have for uh, potty training, training children is um, I got my cats a, uh, an automatic litter box, so oh. I don't have to do it by hand anymore. Fantastic. Yes, the robots, they're taking over. Yeah, good. Okay, well, just thought I'd include that to make us all feel horrible about life. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's next? The, the recycling urine thing, it makes sense now why they had to create Tang. 
because oh. you gotta hide the taste of the recycled urine. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Moving okay. on. Moving on. More about money here. Uh, again, priorities being messed up. <laughs> This is Bloomberg.com. JP Morgan admits spoofing by 15 traders. Two Uh-oh. desks in record deal. And uh, it says here, JP Morgan Chase & Co. admitted wrongdoing and agreed to pay more than $920 million to resolve U.S. authorities' claims of market manipulation involving two of the bank's trading desks the largest sanction ever tied to the illegal practice known as spoofing. We'll get to a spoofing is real quick, but that's almost a billion dollars they're, they're paying. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Over eight years, 15 traders at the biggest U.S. bank caused losses of more than $300 million to our other participants in precious metals and treasury markets, according to court filings on Tuesday. J.P. Morgan admitted responsibility for the traders' actions. The Justice Department filed two counts of wire fraud against the bank's parent company, but agreed to defer prosecution related to the charges under a three-year deal that requires the, bank to, uh, requires the bank to report its remediation and compliance efforts to the government. The settlement included fresh details about spoofing on the bank's treasury's desk, which was occurring at the, at the same time as previously alleged market manipulation on the bank's precious metals desk. Five traders on the Treasury's desk manipulated prices of U.S. Treasury contracts, as well as trading in notes and bonds in the secondary market over eight years, according to the settlement, causing $106 million in losses to other parties in the market. None of those traders have been charged publicly. Mm. Members of that group openly discussed their illegal strategies via chats with one trader writing on six occasions that he was spoofing the market, according to the government's statement of facts. Oh, what a dummy. You yeah. don't make a chat trail. I know. Another Treasury's trader in November 2012 chat described his success in moving the market by tricking high-frequency traders, quote, a little razzle-dazzle to juke <laughs> the algos. There's somebody else doing a little razzle-dazzle. Basil. No, are nothing. you going to play it? I'm looking for the, <laughs> looking okay. for the jingle. I was hoping you'd fill in the gap as I try to find my razzle dazzle. Stalling razzle dazzle. I, I don't think I have it. Catchphrase. Oh, <laughs> I don't have it ready on me. Although, while we uh, t- while we're taking a breather here, nine hundred and twenty million dollars. Uh, Joe O's did the math in the chat. That's forty space toilets. <laughs> Only forty, huh? <laughs> yeah. Seems like it would be more. Hey, it's know. an expensive space toy. Yeah, seriously. Okay, hold on. Where's my razzle-dazzle? Oh, boy. This is that flawless production yeah, the fl- they were referring <laughs> to in production. the review. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. It's uh, okay. I need it's to label okay. things better. Just get back. Okay, okay, here we go. The accord also ends the criminal investigations of the bank that led to a half a dozen employees being charged for allegedly rigging the price of gold and silver futures from 2008 to 2016. Two have entered guilty pleas and third uh, and three traders and a former JP Morgan salesman are awaiting trial. 
In all, according to the settlement deal, 10 JP Morgan traders caused losses of $206 million to other parties in the market. And let me get to the the part where it talks about spoofing in general here. Mm -hmm. Spoofing typically involves flooding derivatives markets with orders that traders don't intend to execute to trick others into moving prices in a desired direction. Hmm. The practice has become a focus for prosecutors and regulators in recent years after lawmakers specifically prohibited it in 2010. While submitting the canceling orders isn't illegal, it is unlawful as part of a strategy intended to dupe other traders. You know what this reminds me of, Basil, is no. uh, if you study the French War and uh, how, or the Battle of Waterloo and mm. how the Rothschilds took over England, this is kind of what they did. They sold all their stock. And then they they made it look like that that the, they you know England lost the war lost the battle or Britain mm-hmm. lost the battle and so everybody else started to sell and meanwhile other uh, other people were sort of buying up the stock it wasn't called stock back then I can't remember what it was in the in the whatever right. the sixteen hundreds um, but the other uh, agents of Rothschilds were buying up the stock at pennies on the dollar and again it wasn't dollars I, I get it. Uh, but just, anyway, picking it up very cheap while everybody else sold. And so this is kind of a, a similar thing where they put in all these orders and people say, oh, you know, it must right. be going up. And so everybody starts buying or they, you know, or they pull, pull back on the orders and people start selling. Uh, yeah, based it's on similar the to what you see the result from whale movements in the crypto market. Yeah. Market. Yeah. Well, any market really, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, orders come in. And, and you, you know, people, or I guess your, your normie traders will think that the market is go about to, or going to move one way or another. And so they all pile in one direction or another. And then, uh, the, the big, the big whales come in and then they, everybody gets wrecked and the yeah. whales make money. Pilgrim's progress in chat says, ask, ta- uh, ask stacking. I think I've heard that before. Ah, yes. Yeah. So uh, so you make you know, it look like there's more demand than there actually is. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, we we've talked about in brief uh, how J.P. Morgan people are getting arrested for this kind of thing for the last couple years now, at least. Um, but I mean, I guess it's coming down even harder, and and still it's weird because uh, it, the prices of especially precious metals is still very tightly controlled. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a free open market there on the precious metals market. Mm. Um, but anyway, just so, these, so we're actually, are we hearing that some wall street guys are actually going to go to jail maybe? Yeah. But 15 guys, if 15, <laughs> well, that's, 15 traders, not even like executives or anything. That's just 15 traders. more than we've seen before. I know, but it's more like the execs, like throwing these guys under the bus, you know, eh, right, these guys right. can go to jail. These are the fall guys. Yeah, these guys are the bad ones. Oh, look at him. He left a chat. Yeah. Left a chat. Yeah. Look at his chat. Look at his chat. <laughs> <laughs> look at his chat. He go get right. him. What um, a dummy. Yeah. But, uh, it all plays into the great economic reset in my opinion. Uh, the whole quote unquote cleanup job. And mm-hmm. this is a, uh, this is something that's also happening in the crypto markets as uh, we re- uh, report the next story here. It has to do with Bitcoin and blockchain. Blah, 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 blockchain. Okay. 
This is uh, Forbes.com. BitMEX charged with failing to prevent money laundering. Wow. BitMEX, a cryptocurrency exchange that allows you to trade digital assets with up to 100 times leverage, has been charged with failing to prevent money laundering and offering U.S. customers crypto illicit derivative trading services. Wow, that sounds complicated. Arthur Hayes, 34, Ben Delo, 36, and Samuel Reed, 31, as well as its first employee, Gregory Dwyer, 37, have been charged with violating the Bank Secrecy Act and conspiracy to violate the act by, quote, willfully failing to establish, implement, and maintain an adequate anti-money laundering program. According to the statement by the United States Office in Southern District of New York, Reed has been arrested while Hayes, D'Lo, and Dwyer remain at large. At large. At large. Yeah. <laughs> Which means they're <laughs> These on the run. nerds are at large. <laughs> Each charge carries a maximum penalty of five years in prison. Okay, so that's doable. Um, then it kind of goes into just some stuff, but Profiling. I want to mention this exact thing regarding the Bank Secrecy Act and them failing to establish, implement, and maintain adequate anti-money laundering program, that's exactly what came out in the FinCEN files. Mm-hmm. It came out a couple weeks ago yeah. where banks, basically every large bank, knows about and ignores and fails to report obvious money laundering scans, scams, and uh, they're not actually required to report it. I mean, they just kind of been letting it go and nobody's going to get in trouble for it. And yet, because this is a cryptocurrency exchange and not a big global bank chain, these 30 something nerds, and I say that lovingly, (laughs) are getting thrown in the clanker when, uh, you know, all the big worldwide banks are getting away with it and are incentivized to get away with it. Yeah. This is total double standard, you know, anti, uh, I don't know, 30 somethings. Well, it's, yeah, it's anti, well, the thing is there's no actual proof that BitMEX was laundering any money. You know, well, I mean, yeah. it's possible that they, they were. weren't laundering it. Well, they weren't laundering it, but yeah, they, they didn't have any measures to know if they were, or, you know, if people were using it to launder money or not. Right. But, but the fact that they didn't comply with the CFTC regulations is mm. why they're being taken down. And this is actually a, a, a big institutional play because um, there, there's a, there's a, uh, I guess he's a YouTuber, but he's more like a developer guy out there. That said um, that he was about to start his own derivatives exchange Uh through Binance, which is a company started in China. And he was told by his lawyers, they they were, you know, they passed all the regulatory stuff early on and he was about to go through with it with his team. But he was told by a lawyer uh, like several months ago that the, the, you know, the Fed and and the DOJ, everyone's going to start cracking down on, uh, cryptocurrency exchanges that do uh that don't comply uh, mm-hmm. because the the you know the traditional stock markets they want to create the bitcoin etf right the electronic transfer fund i think yeah. and um they want that you know they only want a futures market on the big stock market they don't want independent people to be able to trade futures 
or yeah, leverage and, or anything. And, you know, these banks are working Bitcoin wallets and stuff into their system. Right. They want to uh, absorb cryptocurrency into the traditional industry rather than let these, you know, new innovative millennials make their <laughs> their uh, Bitcoin exchange or their uh, cryptocurrency exchanges. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to read this all the way through, but I thought it was interesting that uh, yeah, it gets a little monotonous in there, but right. uh, so I figured just us talking about it would be a little bit more helpful. Yeah. And it's fascinating because again, a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, we reported how Kraken got mm-hmm. a banking license and Kraken's yeah. a, a crypto exchange that now acts. It's a, it's the first crypto bank in the world. Official, official, like institutionalized crypto bank. Uh-huh. And on the other end, we have BitMEX, the mercantile exchange here being taken out basically yeah they were they were a platform that was allowing um like uh, like you said mercantile crypto payments right right yeah i think so i mean it was just it was a yeah it was an exchange so we'll see what happens and i'm really curious about what's going to take place with um the emergence of dexes dex decentralized exchanges Mm -hmm. where nobody's really in charge of it you know, there's right. not like a central authority that's, that's, uh, you know, gatekeeping. Yeah, it's an, the it's an actual free market. It's an actual free market. I don't know. I mean, they can go after developers and stuff, but okay. You jail the developers. How are you going to shut down? I mean, I guess, I guess they can shut it down through ICANN. They can shut down, down the domain and stuff like that. Mm, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. It's, it's a war. It's an economic mm-hmm. war taking place. It really is. And it's a big part realize. of the economic war going on. Yeah. And people don't really realize how, how much of it is taking place here. Generationally, it's like intergenerational as mm-hmm. well as uh, intertechnical because right. the technology as it progresses is creating new tools, which means new weapons, and uh, which means new ways to usurp the authorities. But it, but but what's fascinating is that as it's happening, you know, as you know, as young people were like, yeah, down with the system, you know, use all the cutting edge technology to take down the globalist new world order, you know, thing. Right. You're basically building the technocracy of the future. <laughs> so it's kind of like, ah, uh, okay. All right. Either way, we're, we're, we're in the beast system. And uh, right. this next story, or last couple stories here, they're both beast system related. Uh, I'll take this one here. Speaking of the beast system, beast, 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 beast system. This was published on Vox.com. Vox. Love Vox. Amazon will now let you pay with your palm in its stores. Yeah. Your palm, your palm. Yeah. Amazon accounts for nearly 40% of e-commerce sales in the U S today. And it takes a cut of even more online shopping by selling payments, services, and other technologies to external shopping sites. Now the online retail giant is making a play to grab a piece of brick and mortar shopping too. And it wants customers to literally lend a hand to do it. Very clever. Amazon on Tuesday is unveiling a new biometric technology called Amazon One that allows shoppers to pay at stores by placing their palm over a scanning device when they walk in the door or when they check out. The first time they register to use this tech, a customer will scan their palm and insert their payment card at the terminal. After that, they can simply pay with their hand. 
The hand-scanning tech isn't just for Amazon's own stores. The company hopes to sell it to other retailers, including competitors, too. Wow, which goes they to must show. really yeah, be stoked <laughs> on this technology. Which goes to show this is beast material here. The technology will be available at the entrance of two of the company's Amazon Go cashier less convenience stores in Seattle, Washington, starting Tuesday, and will roll out to the rest of the chain's 20-plus stores in the future. Amazon Vice President Dilip Kumar told Recode in an interview Monday. Recode reported in December that Amazon had filed a patent application for such a hand payment technology. The technology could also show up in Whole Foods stores, with Amazon hinting in a press release that it will introduce Palm Payments in in the coming months at its other stores beyond its Amazon Go locations. Umar wouldn't comment on a potential Whole Foods implementation through the uh, though the New York Post reported a year ago that such a plan was in the works. But the Amazon executive did make it clear that the company expects to sell the technology to other retailers like it began doing earlier this year with its just walk out technology. The cocktail of cameras, sensors and computer vision software that powers Amazon Go stores. Kumar said the Amazon one pitch to other retailers is straightforward. Reduce friction for your customers at checkout, thereby shortening lines and increasing how many shoppers are served along the way. Ah, just so much better. Just wave your hand. Yeah, Uh, this is really interesting because it seems superfluous. Like, why would you... What is the point? And now, keep in mind, you know, the, the interesting thing about this technology is this is not... A chip technology. This mm-hmm. is not a chip in your hand, as we're sort of used to hearing about, uh, especially recently. This is more like taking a fingerprint, only it takes your palm uh, print. It's like a scan. It's like a palm reader. Yeah, I know. Ooh, that could be. <laughs> we should be. That, um, that can be our exit strategy. Our unsavory yeah. exit strategy is like. Get a palm reading and buy your food. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, well, it, and it's, it's like, why? Like, you already have your phone and your card. What is the point of taking this palm biometric scan? I don't know I, if I fully understand. Really, now, this is an extremely long article, so I don't I'm think not we're going to read the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Amazon, of course, being uh, leading the way and destroying the world one human soul at a time. Um but this is a kind of an, I don't know, you could really well, get pretty squirmy with some of the reasons why they would be obsessed with taking your palm reading. Well, so I'm going to read the last couple or last three paragraphs here. The executive okay. added that Amazon chose palm scans over other biometric options for a few reasons. One, he said is he's one, he said, is that it's not easy for bad actor to identify a person by simply viewing an image of their hand. If that material ever leaked. Okay. Another is the, (laughs) okay. Another is the uniqueness of each person's hand quote, even identical twins have many differences in their palm structure. He said a spokesperson added that the images are encrypted when scanned and then sent to a highly secure area. We custom built in the cloud for analysis and storage. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds so dystopian. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to some, the upside still won't be worth it. Quote, how lazy are people that they will hand over their handprints so they don't have to take out their wallet? 
my wife asked when I mentioned the new technology to her in an embargoed dinner table discussion. But But that's what I'm saying. What's the point? You still have to take out your card anyways. Well, I think that's, I think it's the first time once you're in the data, it just keeps it on file. Yeah. Well, I think once you're in the database, it's, you could just wave your hand the next time. We can just save three seconds, (laughs) but, but Apple's touch ID fingerprint scanning tech and his face ID scanning tech also seems a little crazy at first until they weren't, I don't know. It's still pretty crazy to me. And if enough customers trust Amazon with the trade-off, physical retailers will face an interesting dilemma. Chase the future by aligning with the most powerful tech company in the world or in retail, or stick to the present and uh, stick to the present and hope their customers don't stray as a result. Yeah. <sighs> I don't yeah. know, man. I, I mean it sounds you know what this would be cool for is like a movie. It would be a cool thing to see in a movie, but when you think about the logistics of it in real life, it's not that cool. It's like not even that convenient. No. I mean, I get it. It is more convenient. I guess you just wave your hand, but it's so hard. I mean, even using my card, it doesn't read half the time. What are the chances that my hand can be perfectly well, readable every time? Well, it's yeah, you... uh you know, you That's obviously the don't chip. understand the tech. Yeah, maybe this is a, a ruse for the chip. It, like, uh, well, I think the most, the best thing, the the most, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. That more than anything, this is normalizing biometrics. Is right. what it is. Yeah. So yeah, you get used to waving your hand in front of the thing, and then suddenly, oh, you could do this everywhere if you just get the chip. Yeah. Well. That or the biometric side of things always plays into it because you're basically using your body as the marker. You know, your body right. becomes your identity right. uh, to verify a transaction, which sounds very, you know, mark of the yeah, beastie. No. Revelation thirteen can't <laughs> buy or sell without the mark. Yeah. yeah. So that maybe that's the thing too. I mean, it's not just uh, waving your hand. It's like in the future, maybe you have to have a, a, a symbol. On your hand, you know, as part of your oh, being, yeah, get your tattoo. little Amazon tattoo, your yeah. Luciferous quantum dot Amazon logo, and like Jeff Bezos face on your hand or something. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, let's jump to our last thing here. All right, last story here. This isn't really a story. Somebody shared this with us. Do you yeah. remember who it was? I don't remember who mm, it's on it. Twitter. I can jump over while you uh, try to play a jingle. Uh, well, it is a creepy beast jingle again. Speaking of the beast system, beast, 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 beast system. Artificial intelligence. Uh, we've reported on stories like this, but this, this was pretty disgusting. I was, I was disgusted. Adam 42 shared ah, it with Adam us. Adam 42. Thank yes, you, Adam 42. The all the time. And, I think he was in, in the there. chat today too. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this really sickened me. I didn't like this at all. Yeah. Uh, the tweet by, just, oh, should I just play it? Uh, read the tweet. And then, okay. Yeah, so the, 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 the tweet was by at change the ref and it says in 2018, Joaquin Oliver was shot and killed in the Parkland school shooting. His parents used AI to bring him back to tell people how voting can prevent these kinds of tragedies from happening to any more families. And here is the video. I am Patricia Oliver, and this is my husband, Manuel. 
Two years ago, our beautiful son Joaquin was shot and killed at Parkland. Every day I think about him and what his last moments must have been like. Meanwhile, every day, nearly 100 more families lose someone they love to gun violence. Every single day, we keep telling people it doesn't have to be like this. They don't listen. So we found a way to bring back someone that no one will ignore. It's very hard for me to look at this. So please, please listen to what our son has to say. We used artificial intelligence to bring him back to life. Here's his Yo, AI. It's me. It's Guac. I've been gone for two years and nothing's changed, bro. People are still getting killed by guns. What is that? Everyone knows it, but they don't do anything. I'm tired of waiting for someone to fix it. The election in November is the first one I could have voted in, but I'll never get to choose the kind of world I wanted to live in. So you've got to replace my vote. Go to unfinishedvotes.com, register, then go vote. Vote for politicians who care more about people's lives than the gun lobby's money. Vote for people not getting shot, bro. I mean, vote for people vote for not me getting shot. Because I can't. We've got to keep on fighting, and we got to end this. So this wow. is a this is an ad for unfinishedvotes.com. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it made me that it just angers me. It's really bizarre. So they make the claim. Well, first of all, the tweet is uh, described, or it, let me pull it up. Sorry, the tweet says. Did I lose it? There it is. Uh, His parents used AI to bring him back to tell people how voting can prevent these kinds of tragedies. Uh, Unless his parents are software designers and AI scientists, it wasn't his parents who used AI to bring him back. Okay. It was this change the ref or whatever this refuse program is somehow talked his parents into letting them make this really weird um, deep fake. It's a deep fake is what it is. Yeah. And with audio deep fake in there, Um, you can tell it's a deep fake. I mean, they had an actor who, uh, you know, they filmed and then deep faked his face over the actor. And you can really tell it's got the same kind of uh, uncanny Valley thing while you're watching it. I mean, it's a good deep fake, but it's still identifiable. And, you know, unfortunately, what it reminded me of was that Biden uh, speech that looked like he was <laughs> all he deep, was deep faked. Fake, yeah. yeah, it's just the, the facial movements aren't just quite right. But, uh, yeah, especially giving the deep fake such a specific way of speaking that I'm sure was based off of recordings of uh, the kid. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, this is the message is really manipulative vote. It's vote guns away is what it is. 
I, the part that really disgusts me is these parents using or allowing the likeness of their their dead child to be used yeah. for political propaganda. Yeah, it's and whether like, they know it or on, not, man. too. I mean, maybe they are specifically trying to get political, and maybe they maybe. just were manipulated by this uh, by this group. I don't know. I don't know much about the group. Maybe they I don't started either. the group. Who knows? Well, Unfinishedvotes.com. Yeah, who knows? But that, I mean, either way, it doesn't matter if they want to or not. It's, it's still kind of just, ah, yeah, it's, man. It's just whack. Oh, wow. But, you know, Have you gone to this unfinishedvotes.com? No, I haven't. It's all about this kid. Click on it. Go to uh, it. Maybe, maybe it is. It's all the kid. It's, it's Whoa, page it's all... after page of deep fake photos of this kid. This Number. is really strange. You know, you know what this reminds me of? And, and it almost seems innocent now. We reported, this must have been last year, we reported on... Uh, a Chinese lady who had like VR goggles on or something. And uh-huh. she had like a, an encounter with her mm-hmm. deceased child. Do you remember that? Yeah. The VR. Yeah. It was uh it was a company that was making that available to parents. Right. Right. Yeah. That, you get to meet your kid in like a VR wonderland type thing. Right. And remember at the end, the child says goodbye, it turns into a butterfly or something. And it's like a spiritual goodbye or whatever. Uh, that almost seems more like not just innocent, but just palpable for something like this than to politicize the AI and the image of your dead child. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. The whole thing is just so weird. It just doesn't feel right. No, I mean, uh, I'm trying to even like take it from their side. Like, yes, of course you want to, you want to, you know, your son to have uh, an effect. A voice, you yeah. don't want him to be, to go in vain and, you want to change the future, you know, not have the world stay the same or whatever. There's a lot of reasons why a parent would do this, um, but it doesn't make it any less. I don't know. I, I don't even want to call it creepy. Like creepy is not even the right word. It just doesn't feel right. Um, wow. <clears throat> let me see here. I'm just clicking around on this website. I have a bunch of... <laughs> All my tracking blockers are blocking like half of this website. (laughs) So it's very heavily tracked uh, website. So I don't even know if I'm seeing all the right stuff. Um, Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, obviously my heart breaks for those parents, but uh, just the obvious that either they're being used. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that the parents are being used by uh, some un caring chili hearted political operatives right yeah uh, well it, it it does i guess it's obviously you know it's it's very sad if you lose a child to yeah. a gunshot i mean that's obviously probably one of the worst things that can ever happen to anybody uh-huh. but but yeah if it's not i mean uh, you know my initial reaction towards the parents but yeah if they are being manipulated or not just manipulated, even if they agreed to it, for someone to approach them with this tactic, I mean, the people exploiting the people that lost their children, they would be the, the sickos, really. I, mean, I I'm think gonna we're going to see this more and more. Yeah, I think, I think so, think too. I think this is going to be normalized. I think we're going to start, and I think it's going to happen faster. You know? Yeah. Thank God, you know, the weird... Again, all the school shootings that were happening a ton last year, not so much this year. 
um, that kind of kicked off the, the new version of the gun, the anti-gun uh, debate or whatever. Um, I think it's going to happen faster. I think it's going to happen more. And I think it's going to happen in bulk. Every time something happens, this uh, even the speed at which uh, these deep fakes can be made now, you know, it could be days after that they would be able to create this. And as they get better with the technology, the more they do it, the better they're going to get at normalizing parents doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there is that sort of sociological factor of how do you convince the parents to allow this to happen? But I don't even know. In in a sense, now I'm just kind of going off the rails. Um, I don't even know what the legality would be if the child is deceased. Do the parents own the image of the child? That's a really good question. Yeah, who has the right to the image? Yeah, because if I don't know what the laws are, if the law is not (laughs) tuned correctly and there's a chance that you could use anybody's image uh you know if they're deceased and if their parents don't explicitly own their image um that could become a real big problem i i'm a little bit afraid of 2021 i could see this happening more and more yeah i mean it just reminds me of a lot of the the biblical passages about counterfeit signs and wonders Mm -hmm. and and it's moving in that direction where, you know, because we kind of saw this coming for a few years where they have like, you know, like a VR uh, hologram of deceased musicians on stage, you know, playing right. and stuff like that. So that idea of like resurrecting the dead with AI and stuff, it's been around, but I, there's yeah. just something that doesn't sit right with me to use. This isn't like a celebrity. It's just like a dead child right? to use for political purposes. That to me starts moving in the direction of, oh boy. Yeah, this is uh, really, up. really getting to uh, an ugly place. Um, I'm so gonna... what I can, sorry, oh, real quick, just to follow up with the image thing from what yeah. I can do on these very brief Google searches, uh, the image uh, is technically owned by next of kin, but through like Facebook EULAs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, every picture you put on Facebook, Facebook has the permission to use in oh, an right, ad. Right, so right, they own yeah. the image. So there, that could make it more complicated where theoretically, if there was going to be a company evil enough to do this without the parents permission, it would probably be Facebook. Yeah. It'd be Facebook. And, <laughs> yeah. And they would own, uh, at least they could put in the photos, um, on their platform, they could load those into the AI uh, to create the deep fake. Yeah. Well, you remember when uh, when uh, Zuckerberg said this? I am not capable of hatred. Yeah. So it's my favorite he's, quote. He's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna do anything bad. <laughs> he's not gonna do something bad. I'll just. We wrap, already know that. I'll wrap up the uh, show with this quick story here. It's kind of off the cuff here, but. Um, it's, it's a story that, you know, it's, it's a common thing. The, the rabbis commonly say it, but I wanted to report it because I think in light of the whole Trump, uh, COVID thing, mm-hmm. um, this just got to keep this in mind as well. This, this bigger spiritual play here, israeltoday.co.il Israel's top rabbi says we need Messiah to come. And all along, the rabbis have been shouting that the only way to really beat COVID-19 is divine intervention. On Saturday evening, Israel's most prominent Orthodox rabbi reiterated that message, urging his followers to pray for the coming of the Messiah. Mm. And, uh, of course, 
these folks don't believe Jesus was the Messiah. So who is that Messiah going to be? I'll leave it at that. <laughs> leaving it there folks not touching it for the rest of this episode but uh we want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of canary cry news talk we went a little bit late today but that's okay now here's the thing make sure you follow us on multiple platforms whether it's facebook or youtube or twitch or whatever you're going to want to do that turn on notifications because we will be back on monday the 5th yeah Yep, Monday the 5th, sometime uh, between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please be there or be square. Now, also remember us and our volume, uh, volume, uh, value for value, volume <laughs> for volume model uh, over at patreon.com slash CCNT or canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash support. That's right. We'll need some producers for Monday's show. So remember, there's all sorts of fun ways to support the show. And you are a producer, not just a good Christian charitable person, but a producer of the show as well. Take responsibility for the future of your own media. And we're here to help. So remember to do that. We got the tax trump uh, producership some uh, some amount of 750 um, we've also got the 33 donation all sorts of fun ways to uh, make that a, a fun transaction and we'll be reading that on the show remember to leave a re- a rating and a review just search canary cry news talk apple podcast in your search bar of choice and uh leave a rating and a review there we'll be reading more of those next friday it's always a fun time reading ratings and reviews gons um let's see any special stuff what's up with uh, the hear the watchman uh, here the Watchmen, it already happened, or at least the oh. virtual one already happened. The in-person one in Orange County is a little bit later. I do. Okay. I forgot to mention this. I, I was going to mention it earlier in the show, but I'll mention it now. Okay. Um, somebody emailed us, uh, and they had written a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, so I just wanted to share it. I haven't gone through it myself, but just for the purposes of, uh, of sharing it with people. Expect okay. dash to dash live dash forever.com that's expect to live forever.com um the they wrote me and said that they've written a whole bunch of stuff on ndes and and everything else so uh check it out if you're curious and also uh behold yahweh.com and they have some awesome illustrations i gotta say basil these are like really cool as illustrations oh i'll have to Uh, check it out and so uh yeah check out behold yahweh.com and you'll see some great artwork that they've done. I think they're doing a little bit more stuff there and putting things together. So uh, just a couple different ministries out there doing work and uh, wanted to mention them uh, because they, uh, you know, they, they want to contribute to the show. And um, it's just one of those things where, you know, they got their thing going, so I don't want to take away from them, but we can pitch them and say, Hey, uh-huh. these guys are doing work too. So oh, cool. just something to, to throw out there for people who want to uh, check out some other things that people are doing. But other than that, I think, uh, I think that's it. 
All good. Okay. Well, remember, there's a lot of fun ways to uh, support the show. I already mentioned ratings and reviews, but we'll need some art for Monday. So if you're an artist or a creative person out there, uh, why don't you put together some sort of visual art for uh, next week's show, next Monday's show. Um, Of course, thanks to all of our artists for the art today i was trying gonna try to name them all but i don't think i could um excellent excellent pieces every single week and you can create uh if you know your way around some audio editing software you can create jingles and or songs music we'll be playing the canary cry mixtape at the end of the broadcast here so stick around for that and jingles are always appreciated even if you can foresee into the future a jingle we might want what jingle did you mention today you said it very quickly in passing was there one uh razzle dazzle no there was one you said we needed it was during snail mail snail mail yeah snail mail jingle there you go. There's uh, if anybody's looking for direction, we do need a snail mail jingle. Uh, so thank you very much. All that stuff, art, music, jingles. You can send that to canarycryradio at gmail.com. That's a great way to get your stuff to us. And thank you again to all of our producers, all of our artists, all of our musicians. Uh, we could not do the show without you. As much as Gons and I, uh, you know, play a role in this, I'm really, really just dazzled by uh how we've how we've been able to integrate an entire family of thousands of canarians into creating the show it's really uh become a much bigger and cooler thing than i ever could have uh, imagined we could do on our own guns so thank you everybody that's right i'm razzle dazzled baby i do want to mention the canary cry community uh we do have the canary cry community on facebook if you're a facebook person but if you're not and you're trying to get away from the evils of facebook you can go to canarycry.community that is a real url that you can go to and join our uh, off facebook pseudo social uh media platform it's all canarians all the time uh lots of good Good, serious discussions about different theories and current events. Um, there's lots of great fellowship, lots of uh, sharing of testimonies and uh, learning about each other's lives. Uh, then there's silly things. There's meme <laughs> meme threads that are just uh, primo. There's the Canary Cry Community Gamers Guild. They are, I believe they just finished up their first game of Mafia. Um, and I was reading through that thread, Gons. It is hilarious. It is, is it? amazing that they are able to do this. And it's uh, so entertaining. So I don't know if you can get in on the new game yet or not, but just check out canarycry.community. It's a great place to train yourself to get away from Facebook, but also, um, you know, join up with a community of people who, you know, are not going to disown you because you have a different thought about something. It's a very eclectic group of people, and I appreciate it very much. Canarycry.community. That's the URL. I know. It's crazy. Um, okay. I think that's it. Now, remember, one of the best ways to help the show out is simply to share the show with people in your life. That could be, uh, you know, posting an episode on social media or whatever, but also just sending it directly to somebody who you think 
would want it or need it. You got friends, you got family, they're waking up to the fact that the world is not what it seems. And, uh, you know, sending them an episode of Canary Cry News Talk might just be the thing that uh, sets them on the narrow path of truth. And we'll be happy to help them uh, on that journey as well. So uh, if you need any more instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to him, you grab him by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure, remember us for Monday, 12 o'clock. We'll be beginning sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Remember, if you feel those uh, heartstrings being tugged, please become a producer and more than anything, to connect with some more Canarians. It's a great way to make it through your week. All right, folks, we'll be back on Monday. Make sure to tune in next time to Canary Cry News Talk. But until then, think outside the cage. That was nice. some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man. I'm the last angry man. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.